the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Snow Pro AK, your snow and ice management company specializing in business and residential properties. They know what it takes to keep your property presentable and safe. Give them a call for a free estimate at 280-7098 or visit lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. The Alaska Chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if you put the left and right on the right side. Did All you right. look? Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, I didn't even look. You never wore your headphones? Okay, here we go. You're not yeah. nervous, are you? He's nervous, man. Uh, I can tell. I know, He's man. tired. I saw it at the sportsman show. Like, oh, I'm nervous. I'm like, man, Roger. It's like, nervous, it's like what we do up at 360, chilling, bullshitting. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing. The bumblebee. The bee. It's a bee. It's a bee. <laughs> I'm a I was bee. thinking I'm that on my way over here tonight. <laughs> I'm a bee. I'm a bee. Because his four-wheeler does look like a like the transformer. It does. <laughs> Still got it though. Yeah, is man. it a Canaan or what is it? <clears throat> my yeah, yellow that, one. It's the same one. Oh, that's one you ride up there. No, he's talking about mine. Oh, oh it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that four-wheeler. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's good to go. The, I just aired up the little tire. It's ready to rock. 
Did, hey, know, did you pull? Wheelers, did you pull the trigger on that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Yeah, you did. Oh yeah. What'd you get? The same one. Yes. Same one as you got. Yeah. The six, was, six, the six by six Can Am yeah. Outlander one thousand XT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are nice. Yeah. I went and I'm like, I'm pretty XT. cheap. I'm like, oh, I got a great four wheeler, but I'm just worried about flipping on that trail. And uh, and it's like, it's not that I'm worried about flipping this year. It's like I'm worried about flipping the next thirty years hauling moose out. Yeah. When does it come in? Twenty twenty five. No, it's supposed to be here in July. <laughs> That's what I heard too. Yeah, yeah, he didn't so. buy his really COVID. that fast. That's what he said. Well, it's already ordered. The Is it the brown three. one? No, it's not. It's the same color. Same green. Yep, yep. There was like green or camo or something, and I was like, I'll take the green mm-hmm. camo. Then yeah, I think that it was one. camo. It's nice. I was yeah, all, I was yeah. honored that morning oh. you called me, dude. Yeah, I appreciate your like, advice. I want to just like dive into geeking out on wheelers. I'm like, Phew. let me go not in the office and yeah. walk around a yeah. lot and talk to you about four wheelers for 45 minutes. Oh, hold on guys. My favorite. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. You guys, I, 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 anything. I was waiting. Oh, you did. Oh, I didn't you already did one. Yeah. I did oh, it right man. at this time. Dude, dude, this caribou call brought to you by double shovel cider. What? Anchorage, Alaska. I think I'm going to trade in my machine for a snow machine though with the snow. Isn't that right? Go do some turns on May 3rd. This is going to be a short summer. You guys. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm Damn. not good. I'm weirdly happy because I'm just like. I know you were cheering it on earlier. No, because like, I'm, I'm jealous that the pissed. other hot dog dudes opened up. So I'm, every time it's oh, like shitty, I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero dollar. <laughs> I told y'all it wasn't time. Yeah. It cost you money down. to be open today. <laughs> yeah. It cost you money. <laughs> That's just me being a hater. Yeah. Just all petty and shit. <laughs> 100% in my own mind. Uh, oh, yeah. There is. There is. Hot dog wars yeah. out there, man. Yeah, oh, is, man. I was like, y'all are petty motherfuckers, man. Oh, yeah. We should pitch it to like. Food Channel or something. Oh, yeah. just uh, hot, dog hot dog wars. wars? Oh, yeah, the show. Because you could have hot dog wars Alaska, hot dog wars New York, hot dog wars Chicago. Wow, because yeah. it's like real. Yeah, at the beef. airport, you always tell me about it, and we talk about beef. <laughs> I'll tell you, <laughs> there's Polish. like some some secret community out there in America, some small market. Oh no, town. no I'll tell you this: it's like mom. all love, and they support mm, each other. No, and I don't think so. No, come no, up no, to no. Anchorage, Alaska, and they'll fucking cut each no, other's dude. Achilles no, tendon. No, 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 no. <laughs> it is a, like the hustle. Yeah. it's a hustle. And it's a hustle, dude. dude and it's your block. Enough. That's your block. It's like some drug dealer shit. Yeah, yeah. it's like turf, right? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Don't don't even cross try the street. To come over here. Don't cross that concrete crack. There's like been that? so much. I could tell you stories like dudes using other dudes' coupons, like all kind of shit. The but funny my, thing <laughs> is, is there's enough. Number one, there's enough hot dogs to go around. Yeah. Number two, there's enough tourists and yes. locals and people to go around. Like there's people that walk up to your stand and there's 40 people in line. Yep. And they're like, ah man, I only got 30 minutes, so they go to Grizzly Dogs or somebody, and they get a hot dog, and it's not necessary. You know, it's not what. Go it's ahead. not necessarily like. What? Mm. No, they look. They go say to the. They go to the okay, hold on. Yeah. No, I just, I just, you know, I mean, yes. there's, there's enough, the there's enough pie for everybody, I guess. Yeah, enough cake for everyone. Cake. Yeah. Yes. Cake. That's my feeling with it, and so right. I'm very friendly with everyone because I feel like, I mean, I have my feelings, but I'm not going to show them to the everyone you're like i got 400 pounds of mayonnaise you want to buy it for me yeah (laughs) but there's actual (laughs) like they hate each other like the other dudes like literally like snitch on each other hate on each other hot dog carts fighting oh big time dude man my mom so i was gonna tell the story my mom like 10 (laughs) years ago thought in her mind that um she was gonna go back because she's from columbia but in high school she was in or in late 20s she was in queens 
my whole, a bunch of my family's in Queens. And so my family oh, owns a bagel store out there in Queens and Jackson Heights. And she was like, oh, I'm going to bring the hot dog stand and I'm going to set it up outside the bagel store. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> nope. She said the Greeks ran them out of there. Oh. They own like all the street market shit yeah you ain't allowed don't, to don't be out you there. dare to put a hot dog stand oh no way dude she didn't last land. like fucking two weeks oh dude. she tried it yeah she took the, all the shit over there everything dude <laughs> they ran her out of there dude how'd they do it <sighs> not nicely mm. i guess yeah yeah yeah. But all kind of ways, Colin. I mean, obviously, all the legal ways, and then probably threatening and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like hardcore, right? Yeah, and it works, so they'll continue to do it. Mm-hmm. But there's a stand right across the street from you. Mm-hmm. You're not throwing buckets of gasoline on each other, are you? <laughs> no, I help everyone. I know you do, actually. No, he runs a good show there. I remember I used to drag the coworkers over there at lunch sometimes. Mm-hmm. My thing is like. The cream's always going to come to the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll see the best. Like, go, And I'll tell people, like, they're like, oh, what's the difference between that? I say, well, go over there and check it out. Yeah. It and wasn't your, back and wasn't your mom the first person to do a hot dog cart in Anchorage no. back in the day? She was the second one. Actually, she was the third one. The first one was Mike Anderson, rest in peace. Um, and what was that called? Like, MAs. MAs, yeah. Under Mike Anderson. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the originator, and I'm currently in his spot. Yeah, he his yeah. original yeah, his spot. spot. Yeah. And there was this other um, Spanish guy, I don't remember exactly where he came from, who opened up the second one. And my mom, when we first got here, or back in 97, she's not when we first got here, but in 97 or 96, she started working for that guy. And then she ended up mm. buying the cart from him. Mm. So she, like, he had only run it for, like, a little bit. And then she took over. And that was the start of the. Nice. So you kind of grew into that business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's the one, like, she's, like, the worst out of all of them. Oh, really? As far as, like, the oh, wars. The, the oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Bro. Like, hated, like, you know, these guys. Like, we just war. Just war. You. You know what they need to do is that you, you got like the hot dog, the kind of tumultuous or war style show, reality shows, you know, that we're kind of picturing. Yeah. But, and we know this is like kind of a war ridden industry, this hot dog corner game. <laughs> you remember those shows like uh, the Wes Anderson movies, like, um, uh, the Royal Tenenbaums and, oh, yeah. and those ones where like they're like there's always like come to Jesus but it's filmed in that weird style where it's like one guy in a room and he kind of just bends his head over and like contemplates life but like film this hot dog war thing in a Wes Anderson style oh yeah that would be like fucking epic <laughs> yeah because I've envisioned it like um, uh, Deadliest Catch where it goes like yeah. from boat oh. to boat but it's like oh yeah Fucking stand one, anchor town dogs. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel's like clacking his tongs at somebody, <laughs> chopping his onions up. <laughs> yeah, those fucking Sixth Avenue mother. And they're planting <laughs> drama, dude. Just, yeah, they got the music they, going. Someone pulls out like a sardine. Look what I got from Daniel's cart. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just pull a hair out of something like. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's Alaska, so they'll be like, oh, that's a muskox hair, dude. That's <laughs> a little dinghy hanging there. It's like, no, nah, that's just homie over here sleeping over there. Don't worry about that. Nice. I, I mean, I just have this, like, behind the scene, I'm a hater on the hate with the whole, like, small market stuff. 
I just feel like there's plenty of cake to eat, like Daniel said earlier. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> there's no need. Like, just support each other, man. Yeah, Alaskans supporting Alaskans. Yeah. You know, they're all probably local carts, you know? You know, we've said that about, like, the podcast world as we've entered this second year, third year uh, in our evolution in the process in the market, and it's blown up, right? But, you know, there, there are some, some other podcasts out there that were – in play and we came along and they've stepped their game up and we've we've you know they've risen to the occasion and we've done our thing and there's guys that are like well it's kind of you know i don't know if i really want to get into it and it's like well man you know if you're down we'll support you you know yeah, there's yeah. it's enough to listen to you know you listen to us for a week listen to somebody else for a week you don't have to listen to our podcast every single week <laughs> well like, like if anyone i listen to like 10 different podcasts right you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i just I want to be in the rotation that's right yeah in the rotation. Yeah. There's plenty of room. Mm-hmm. Plenty. Dude, we did, listen, we did listen to a lot of your guys' podcasts last moose season because the weather was just shitty. So we were stuck in the tent a lot of the time. Yeah. And we had That's that great, shit going man. on all night. So it was like watching TV <laughs> without the TV. They're just listening to that all night long. So oh, yeah. you appreciated so. the three-hour <laughs> podcast in that oh, yeah. space, right? Dude, it's the best time to listen to podcasts in shitty weather when you're hunting. You're hunkered down, you know? That's what yeah. uh, Matt Chambers and... Uh, Oh man, what's his homie's name? I met him at the hockey rink a few months ago. He was hammed. Uh, uh, you know him. Um, fuck. Another he's one. He's Matt Chambers' <laughs> hunting partner. Man, but bro, he's gonna hear this podcast. I'm sorry. He's a fellow hockey dad too. Ah, It'll come to you later. It will. But uh, he was just saying they did the same thing, sitting in the wall tent, drinking beer, and listening to podcasts. Oh yeah, for hours on end. It's getting wet. Yeah, when it's that crap, you might as well just hunker down. Yeah. There's nothing out there. <laughs> Listen to some entertainment. Yep. That's right, old man. Jackie, how was the fishing trip? Oh, yeah. No, it was real good. Real wet. I forgot you were going this early. Yeah. Where at? Uh, it's uh, South Huff- Huffman. Yeah, southeast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Chasing Steelhead. Nice. We've been going since, uh, since I was a kid. Yeah, family trip. Well... It's kind of like moose camp meets uh, meets a few buddies. So, mm, yeah, sweet. It's your spring moose camp. Yeah, pretty much. It's wet. The, it, the camp's almost as nice or it's better. Moose camp. Uh, it's not better, but it's almost as yeah. nice. Yeah, it's uh, it has like a full bar. It, oh, it's uh, yeah, some bloody good, marys some and good off time. Yeah, you got a wall biscuits tent? and gravy. No, no, oh. we just kind of build a a camp platform with uh with tarps and stuff yeah yeah but it's done well like definitely in engineered tarps you know they got like buckets of rack uh ratchet straps to hold it down and oh, it's like water. a kid that's ready to tear down and put back up and yeah that we bring every year yeah okay. yeah it's nice yeah i dumped though it was really it was the wettest wet you know mm. yeah, like some of the pictures i have it looks like i just fell in the water <laughs> you know and you just fished right on through oh yeah 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 well yeah it depends like the, we've been going for so long that the the older guys like to like sleep in and oh, yeah. do the late night fish yeah mm-hmm. and then you know take off and so start. you guys did the early they did the late uh mine weren't that early i think i'd leave like about 10 mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and get back in the dark yeah a yeah. lot of hiking yeah walk the yeah. water and yeah so it's all sight nice. fishing uh I, so the, so the, yeah you can target fish but for it was sure probably dirty water if it's raining like that it, right yeah it's still clear Okay. Yeah. Really? It, okay. It, it, I mean, it's starting to turn like maybe like the Golcana color, you know, a little bit mm, where it's mm-hmm. like clear, clear. Yeah. Or not Golcana color. Um, the Deshka. 
Oh, you know, yeah. you still see, but it has a little bit of the brown, but you can mm-hmm. still see. Mm-hmm. Um, but if this, something's like 10 inches and shallower, you can see. Even, even deeper, deeper, like three feet, probably oh, okay. two and a half. Mm-hmm. It depends. Like the chromers are come, sealer are coming in, and then the fall fish that are colored are leaving. So the chromers oh. are way harder to see, you know, oh. especially if they're really fresh in the river. They look like a salmon. Oh, right. You know, right. Um, they, I think it's like a couple days in the freshwater before they even start to like really show the rainbow. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. So, so, well, so usually we target some, you know, it's like 50 50. You know, if you see fish, you know, mm. but fish it right. So you're not like spooking them. But this trip was 100% for me, no targeting fish. So it was no targeting sight, no sight fish. fishing. Oh, just like find a bend and throw a fly and see what happens. Well, just fish, like, fish at a distance, like, you don't know the fish is there, you know? And so that's how I I fished the whole trip. And after I saw a fish, then I I didn't target that one. And there was two people, my dad and Jake, around me at some point. So they would see that fish probably and get to target that one. But I just wanted to see the difference. And we were there a little early. Um, That's what I thought. And we were early there because of the winter. So, you know, the lake hadn't broke out yet. And so a lot of the lake fish were still in the lake and the uh, ocean fish were just starting to come in and the water was really low. But then we got there, it started to dump. Some more fish were coming. And that last night, there was a lot more fresh fish in the river. And then um, the last, the next day my dad stayed, they were, it was on fire. So nice. I missed like the fire by a day, but I caught plenty of fish. Sure. Um, Do you, you guys eat any? No. No, can, can you harvest a fish? On yeah, that? yeah, but w- w- you can. You'd want to uh, harvest like a calmer one, like one a day or something. No, I think the rule is like one over thirty-six per season. I think. Oh, yeah, you got to watch out on those steelhead. Yeah, one I mean, I over thirty-six, one, thirty-six but. inches. Yeah, the picture I sent you was, yeah. that was thirty-eight. Yeah, oh, that's a monster. But I would assume you'd probably want to target the. Chromer you'd want one. a chromer. Yeah. yeah, you'd want a chromer. Um, yeah, the, I, so so we've kept two fish since I was in since I was ten. Yeah, one was the first year for a like, mount, and then oh, okay. we kept one probably ten years later. That was a fresh, smaller one to eat out there, and um, it was within legal limits, whatever that was then. Whatever the window was. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, and I'm not sure if they had the length rule then, mm. and because uh, it was a long time ago, and it was good. It was good. Yeah, I wonder yeah, about that. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it tastes like yeah, trout. Fresh out of the salt, I feel like it would be a good eater, given that it was just eating and hunting and feeding. and. Yeah, it's you know, healthy. Nutritional yeah, value. They have some shoulders and energy when it comes out of the ocean that is just mm. amazing, man. It's yeah. You're like, that That fish just spun eight times when it jumped, you know. Oh, yeah, super awesome trip. And uh, it's uh, it's more and more people are figuring it out. So it's kind of a. Oh, there's people out there. Yeah, a lot more than mm-hmm. every year it seems like. But uh, welcome yeah. to Earth. Yeah, we'll continue to do mm-hmm. it. We still caught tons of fish. It, it and the thing is, it's it's kind of like where we fish is kind of hard fishing, and you put a lot of miles in, and mm-hmm. and then also uh, they can be spooky and. and I don't, it, it's a learned fishing, I think, to really like yeah. get get what good at it. And so, um, I mean, when there's people there, we just avoid them. You know, they can have the best hole. There's fish everywhere moving. So. Yeah. And then we fish into the dark, and most people are 
trampled back to camp and, yeah. and we we're hiking out four miles in the dark you know kind of thing yeah willing to fish to the last light yeah, yeah yeah so and that's sometimes when it's the best there's there is like there's usually like a magical hour i got like a magical mm. five minutes every day i felt like and yeah. uh but the water was really cold and i wanted to do some research on on that like you know on the lunar time time cycles and then just that time of day and and why like sometimes it, you get like an hour of this like just glorious hour but then other times got it know. is there a big title Hold on a second oh. i just had a f- phenomenal oh. idea run it run it <laughs> the moon cycle on the bunker mm. <laughs> there it is <laughs> Everybody want to change the bunker. Just be happy with it. Everybody's got something to say about the bunker. Add this, add that. It's like I engraved your name on it. I know. Like, what do you want from uh, me? That's just that's just. What that was my do, best man. lasering job yet. <laughs> is that the, I need the moon cycle? Is that a title affected fishery, Jack? Jim Creek. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now. It depends where you fish, but yeah, it is. like anchor style. Yeah, I mean it depends where you fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no, I know like how many hours after tide I should expect fish, and it's like for me days. Yeah, but other uh-huh. people know where like hours would be. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, different location. Yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. a group that's going Sunday, and uh, I was like, okay, it's pretty popular. It's gonna well, be it's good. very popular. It's all good, man. Hell yeah, it yeah. sounds fun. Sunday's gonna yeah. be good. Yeah, well, I mean. If you're a diehard fly fisherman, sport fisherman, you know, steelies and big rainbows are just the cream of the crop, right? Yep. Oh, the best part was the, the best fishermen I saw on the tri- trip all had like $100 reels and, uh, yep. you know, like My old favorite, fly rods guys, they probably man. bought on Cat Craigslist like 40 years ago, you know, or whatever, 20 years ago. I believe our uh, co-host over here said it best. It's not the rod that catches the fish. That's right. It's the yep. fisherman. Yeah, yeah. You do want good drag, but well, you don't it doesn't need to mean that good equipment that. doesn't make it better. Yeah, I'm just saying there's also the human element. Absolutely, of fishing and the process and the you know the pivoting that is required on a day to day fishing. You know, yeah. you fish a style one day with certain daylight and time and temp and whatever, and then you got to change it up the next day because it different yeah i say that because i saw the most expensive shit out there and you're just like dude man like that's a lot of money to spend to go fishing yeah everybody's into their thing right yeah yeah you know some people buy seventeen thousand dollars six wheelers that's right (laughs) (laughs) they definitely don't want to (laughs) (laughs) it's like like, that's what that costs so fuck I really appreciated everyone's yeah. comments on that. All the group thought, you know what, what Earl mm. said, uh, I really like, cause I'm like, dude, I can't do this. I can't spend this money. I want to meet Earl, man. And Earl, Earl was oh, like, no, I wasn't here. I was moose hunting. Earl was like, you know what, Jack, think about all your outdoor stuff. When we buy outdoor motorized equipment or boat or whatever, you're just renting it. You, your resale value is so good. And then we started naming off like all the boats and four wheelers that we bought and sold. And I was like, for sure. In five years, I can sell it used for, pretty close to what i buy it for so i was Absolutely. like i'm sold dude like for my or you just ride yeah. that thing for 20 years man yeah if i love it oh, it'll I, hold its value have, you know i couldn't have like everything supported holds your, value here yeah yeah i couldn't have supported your your movement anymore you're like well you know i'm like dude you know what it's an investment yeah the window of time that you're able to do what you want to do is really not you know it's a small window 
mm-hmm. where you got good years of writing and health and you know yeah. the ability to do the stuff and it's like enjoy it yeah. while you have it and if a good piece of equipment makes it easier or oh, more yeah. fun yeah. or improves the experience what the fuck doesn't matter what it costs yeah. keeps you alive yeah. you know yeah it keeps me alive and I mean, gets the kids out there there's earlier. like obviously yeah. a, a a threshold when it comes to that price of oh yeah of experience but i mean in general it's like it's an investment in yeah. something that can never be you know, put a dollar amount. You're gonna screw that thing, dude. Yeah, it's bad, dude. Oh, it's I love bad, it. Super bad, sick. bad boy. Yeah, I want I'm one just to sick. have yeah. one. And I'm glad yeah. you went with the new one because there was that used one. Yeah, yeah That was yeah. maybe like a thousand dollars less. Yeah, it's like you might as well just get the new one. Right. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Then you get all the warranties, and you know that no one sunk it in Jim Creek or something. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and you're I the think one that they, gets to roll it and sink it. I think there was like a few changes since that one too. But yeah. No, and I'm I with think you. It'd be very difficult to roll that thing. Yeah, Roger, really, really try. How do you like your your Ranger, dude? Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, you won't catch me on a, a hey, little hey, quad no more. The, I, I got for the listeners. This fucking guy's got power <laughs> windows, man. Oh, what? Hey, if I, you oh. know, I figure if AC I'm going to be out there, I'm I'm getting old, you know. So does it have AC? <laughs> no, no, don't have Just AC. Just the power windows. It's got a I heater. Saw the power windows oh, a heater. Yeah, yeah, I bought that that Ranger Big Game Edition. A few years ago, so uh-huh. and it's got the full enclosure, got the power windows, got the heater, and you know, I mean, it's comfortable. You yeah. know, if I'm going to be out there, you know, it's less work. You know, it's easier on your body. Yeah, you know, you're just driving a all like an off-road vehicle out there. It's like having a little truck. Yeah, and then you know, my wife likes to come out riding, so she's comfortable. You know, yeah. she gets cold. I'm like, you know, babe, just go wait in the truck. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Turn> the <heater laughs> on. you know, so. No more like throwing on the rain gear, get on the quad, sit doubles or whatever, you know. So it's definitely an upgrade. I mean, I still have a quad, but I don't really use it. My son uses it sometimes. But, yeah, I yeah. love the the Ranger, man. Sweet. Sweet ride. I, I think it's one of those things where it's nice to have both. Yeah. Because there are some application hunts or rides or things that you're going to go do where maybe a side-by-side is not the right fit. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, I don't want to take a trailer. I just want to throw out my truck. And this trail is narrow and it's a tight spot. And these holes exactly. are gnarly. And I don't want to sink my side-by-side or heavy machine in there. So I'm just going to bring my quad yep. and be light and tight. So I feel like... It's nice to have a variety out there. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we usually roll with uh, a few side-by-sides. And then uh, my brother-in-law, he's got a six-by-six. My son usually drives a quad. So, like, you know, if we have to retrieve an animal, there's... There you go. We, you know, we've got better options, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it works one, out. One thing that stood out to me probably more than anything, not to beat this like ATV thing into the ground too much. So last year we went and we had the majority number of machines were side by sides with a couple or maybe just one four wheeler actually. And we got to a point where it required a water crossing to keep going and we couldn't. Because all the side by sides could cross because of weight. Yeah. Could get through the swift water. And then the four wheeler basically was limited as we picked and choose and cherry pick spots where we could cross. And then it just got too risky. And we're like, ah, shit, man. Our day's cut short now. Yeah. I've fine. seen that it quite is, a bit. It is fine. That was when I went. Is that what you're talking about? It was you our guys first had your side by sides and I was on the four wheeler and it got a little too. No, you were actually riding with me. And then uh, oh, who Marcos was, the oh, yeah, was riding Cosa. the. Was riding the quad, which he did great in his skills. You know, he figured it out. But yeah. 
at some point it just came to where he couldn't cross. And, and Jack and I were having this conversation. Oh, I know what you guys are talking about. That was over uh, Flat Creek Valley. Correct. So, yeah. yeah. It was Water in the was spring. High. It was high. The snow's melting. Yeah. I mean, it was an exceptional time of year. But that's going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. Whatever. If you cross enough water there's going to be a spot that's just too deep or swift or whatever that that machine can't go through. And that was just a limitation where I was like, man, now I kind of see where sometimes like everybody needs to be riding this kind of machine or that kind of machine. If you're going to be consistent where you can all like stay together together and go or do it, you know, go to a distance or whatever, but yeah, well those, you know, those quads probably weigh on average what 600 pounds and then, you know, side by side, usually a couple thousand pounds. So yeah, fifteen hundred and some change. Yeah, so, that's where I was supportive of the six by six because it almost had the best of both worlds, where it's like over a thousand pounds. Those are beasts. They're and, nice, and so they can hold, but then they still are nimble and mm-hmm. narrow and the whole thing. So yep. it's like the combination. But that was just a learning thing for me. I'm like, oh, okay, well. Just because you got a side by side and a forward doesn't mean they can do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, necessarily, right? There's pros and cons with there, every there machine is. out there. Nothing's perfect no. except for the Sherp. <laughs> if you got a, if you got 150 that. grand in your pocket to throw down on a yeah, toy yeah. like that, we talked yeah. about the last show. We put it up on the thing. Yeah, that thing is Those nice. I saw one nasty. driving around my neighborhood. Really? Mm-hmm. Just oh. cruising, turn again in the yeah. Sherp. Yeah. Just doing the test drive. I have no idea whose it was, Damn. but I was like, holy shit. Just came from like the coastal trail. Yeah. The ocean. Yeah. yeah. Came from a came out of earthquake park. <laughs> he was over in Point McKinsey. Yeah. Just came across the inlet. Let's see what's going on. They're on Iris. Did you sell your side by side? The razor I did. Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. Yep. yep. It's gone. Yeah. Nice guy from Kenai bought it. Nice. What did you have uh, last time? You're out. Well, you still have the family one. Yeah. Well, I got that uh, Wolverine. Oh, the Wolverine. Okay. Yep, I still got that. And did some upgrades to it in the off season. That's just a family mobile. Yeah, those are nice though. I mean, Yamaha, they're bulletproof. They're solid. Man. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a razor that I got in a trade deal, and we weren't going to keep it, so I got it up for sale this spring. And oh, okay. had a nice guy come over to the house last week and buy it, and went to good hands. They're Somebody beast, was going to enjoy it. Oh, I mean, it was. I mean, I only got to ride it once. Yeah, and it was way more power than I was ready for. Oh yeah. And so I can imagine, you know, depending on what kind of riding you're doing, you know, this guy bought it. It was his, his son had a 2020 turbo. So he got the 19, same interchangeable parts and the whole thing. And they ride, they put like 800, 900 miles a season on Jeez, down there. It's a lot. So I'm like, well, fuck, if you guys are trail riding and ripping and, you know, breaking shit and need to share parts, like perfect, you yeah. know. And that's that kind of machine, you know, that's that. It's like a guy that's willing to wrench on stuff out in the field, yeah. and, you know, replace axles and belts and, you know, he brings all the tools and all the the stuff that's necessary. Yep. It's a little bit above my skill set. Me too. We're trying to be careful and get through areas and not break shit and yeah. not get stuck all the time. You know, it gets, it, it's fun sometimes, but, you know, it's kind you, of You know pain. how I knew that you were that kind of rider? How's that? When you, <laughs> jump, when you jumped out and you had Crocs on. <laughs> I don't know if you Camping actually crocs? did, but I, I would no. wear Crocs while oh. I was riding your thing. Your your uh, I bring oh, the Crocs out for the fire pit, though. You know, oh, the yeah. feet are out. <laughs> Get them breathing. I need to make Let the anti Croc shirt. Tina <laughs> always hates the Croc crocs. with the yeah with the, yeah, with the thing. Just no, man. Crocs are comfortable. <laughs> 
And then I'll make the croc shirt too. Hey, that's what we should that's do. A, it's a croc eating a croc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You always gave me shit about those crocs. So for years, man, why are you wearing crocs, those? Man. They're comfortable. They're all terrain okay, crocs, well, by the, the way. The only things are comfortable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't think you want to come around. I don't come yeah, out of the house with my underwear. Who am I trying to impress? Too. Out in the middle of the woods. <laughs> Dude, this conversation comes up about every three months on this podcast, <laughs> which tells me Crocs are a pretty big deal on a positive level, Daniel. So. I know there's Team Croc and there's Team Not Croc. I just I mean, chose I Team Not Croc. I think you might be the only I'm gonna get you guy on the Christmas. team of Not Croc. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, somebody's going to hear this and be like, yeah, Daniel, I'm with you, dog. Yeah, man. Fuck, those, fuck those Crocs. I know. There's people <laughs> right now. Tripping. Hey, if you say, say it right now out loud when you're driving, like, fuck those Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I said before too Just make sure When you get out of the TP On the sheep hunt You gotta go pee I want you to walk Over on those wet rocks With not my Crocs on <laughs> Yeah exactly Yeah, I'm gonna borrow those Real quick in the middle of the night Those cute shoes <laughs> yeah. I hate them Those cute yeah. shoes you brought Aren't gonna slip on You're gonna look at my Crocs I'm like mm. Slip those on Yeah Let's pee on them a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Just start off with a drizzle <laughs> What'd you upgrade uh, yeah. on the ATV or the side by side? I just put a roof rack on it. Oh, listen to this shit though. What the roof rack? What? Go to Cabela's by the like universal like car roof rack. Yeah. Our buddy Chad, he was able to install one on his razor. I'm like, oh, it's a great idea. It adds like five feet of basket space. Mm, okay. Put it on top of the machine. Now yeah. you can put dry bags and you know, I want to put like nothing heavy heavy yeah, up there, yeah. but something bulky light. Doesn't take up space in the back of the machine. I'm like, oh, it's fucking badass. So I get one, and I have this like weird articulated roof design on the on that machine on the Wolverine. Yeah, so I had to, uh, <clears throat> I did two hockey pucks on the front and the rear to kind of. So it's like the roof is like this, but the rack is like this. Mm. So you put the rack uh, on. So, so they have meet, the roof so the water the middle, drains off. Meet in the middle, yeah. So to meet in the middle, I, I put hockey pucks on both sides. Good idea. And, th- and they're clean, and they're like a bushing, they're rubber, they're yeah. good for yeah. vibration. With uh, conduit straps, if you know what that is, electric wiring. Yeah. It's yeah. Got yep. clamps up. And uh, so install went great. I measured the height of my garage opening. To the oh, side by no. side, it goes in and out. Cool. Put the rack go. on, mocked it all up, measured it. I'm like, "Ooh, man, it's tight. It's tight." But I got like a half inch. <laughs> and uh, me and my brother, I mean, full OCD, fucking get it like left, right, front, back. Like it, that thing. If you measure it, it's maybe a quarter inch off. It is dead center. I mean, we put way too much time in installing that <laughs> to make it look perfect that no one on this planet would ever notice. Get it all set up. <clears throat> like, oh, yeah, it clears, it clears, it clears. So now I just need to get out of the garage real quick on my lunch break. Run home. Get it in there. Wedge that fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Did you? <clears throat> Stuck. Holy shit, Brandon. Scrape the fresh paint right off that rack. <laughs> Tear the fucking bottom of my garage door. You know, it's got the yeah. little brush hole thing on the yeah. bottom. Uh, dude, oh, it's like funny. 11.45 in the morning, and I'm fucking just <laughs> I'm more pissed at the house. So I'm like, this yeah. house always lets me down with a shorter garage, not big enough. It's not the side-by-side's fault. Let some or the, or it's the, not the operator's fault. Yeah, so that was what I was thinking. I'm like, well, I store this thing in the garage every winter. What am I going to do now? Let the air out. So that's what I ended up having to do. Yeah. Oh, so I had to get back way. to work. 
Or it was like, just go back to work and just leave it there. The doors Stop. open yeah. and my shit's wedged in. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. And I did that. I like got mad, jumped in the truck, was about to peel off. And I looked back and I'm like, oh, I could just deflate the tires. Like, okay, now I'm like, cut my mind right. <laughs> Basically flatten the tires, pull it back in, scrape everything up, rip the trim off, have to fucking screw it back on. More cussing and cursing and mad. And then, uh, so what I ended up doing now for the summer is I, so my brother came over, we ended up finished wiring a light bar. So we put a 20 inch light bar, some pods in the back, put a stereo sound bar or oh, sound nice. tube or whatever Bumping in up. there. So now it's cranking. It's got some club lighting. Oh, yeah, you're going to hear me from like, at least a mile out there in the oh, woods yeah, now. Damn. Straight up dog. So <clears throat> <laughs> straight up dog. <laughs> My brother comes over. I'm like, all right, man, I need to get out of the garage. And, like, he's just going to stay in the driveway for now. And so <laughs> pop the tailgate, jump in the back. He drives it out, and I'm just, like, hopping on it. So you're getting the on. weight down? Yeah, because I, I inflated the tires back up. No, yeah. In the garage? And, and, well, I, I, I was like, I think I can hop on it and get it out. And, okay. that, and that's what we did. I just jumped on the back, got my 200-and-something-pound ass. Yeah. And some change ass in the back and hopped on it. And then he just kind of like feathered the throttle while I like, and then we got it out. Yeah. And so now I've got that to deal with. I figured every winter, maybe I'll just flatten the tires and yeah. then roll it in. And, yeah. But uh, man, I thought for sure I had it all dialed in. Yeah. Dude. And, and yeah, the wedge. Dang. Yeah, I was fucked, dude. Yeah, is your driveway kind of at an angle compared to your, your garage? Uh, like a, I mean, it's just like a little. Because if you have to go over something, then you're. Up a little. I, guess, I guess if the front tire does that little tiny, yeah, did jack up the rear because it's like ang like the racks like this. It's not flat, but mm -hmm. it's just slightly angled. The hockey pucks kind of help balance everything out, but it still has a little bit of a yeah. rake. But um, yeah, man, fun things. Yeah, nice. modifying nice. shit. Yeah. That's why I really use it. Let the air out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, a good thing. that's not could. bad. You do it in the winter, just leave it in there. And you you keep yeah. it in there in the wintertime in the garage. Yeah. Well, you better keep that shit in there because if you go out with that frosty, man, you're gonna hit that. <laughs> oh oh yeah. Gonna yeah. Move up a little bit, uh, and you're gonna be wedged. Well, again. people give me shit because I like to store everything in the garage except for my cars. Oh, same. That's oh, okay. Alaskan way. Yeah, yeah man. Oh yeah. The cars oh, I'm going to in the garage. Yeah. Those are put all the toys away and then keep the cars outside. Four wheeler is more important than the wife's truck. Well, I mean, shit, the thing already lives outside and gets snowed on at work and everything else. Yeah. I mean, no it way. would be nice. It's way more important to have Plus, that. you know, in Alaska, whatever they did in the 70s and 80s, stupid motherfuckers with the garage sizes. Yeah. Oh, the little one car. It's made for a heavy fucking wood door. Ford Focus. Yeah. yeah. That was all that could fit in there. Tiny. Oh, height-wise? Everything-wise. Yeah. With height, everything. I'm like, Length. it's a two-car yeah. garage. No, no it's a two Ford Fiesta car garage. <laughs> That's right. Okay, yeah. two golf carts, right? Not yeah. two snow machines. <clears throat> so some of these guys I see, like in the wintertime, I'll, I'll do to pull up in a nice Denali. Shit's just fucking shining. Doesn't have a lick of dirt or snow on it. And I'm like, yeah, that's a motherfucker. Had a custom built house. Said I want the garage big enough to fit my truck in there. Yep. I got never. Lengthwise, it doesn't. Mine doesn't. My little truck doesn't fit in my garage. Yeah, yeah probably barely the Forerunner, right? Yeah. yeah. Have you yeah, even tried? I, I couldn't get my truck. When yet. we first got it, but that had to go. Outside. Yeah, it's more of an inconvenience. Even if I had that garage, I wouldn't park my truck in it. There's no way. There's too much stuff in the garage. Yeah, yeah I would ha have a bigger garage to have a bit more stuff in it, you know? <laughs> oh, man. I would, yeah, or more space true. to work on my stuff. Yeah. Like, no way would I park my truck in the garage. Oh, man, yeah. If I had more space, I'd cluster that up real quick. Oh, you know. Everything that's in the shed would come into the garage. Yeah. <laughs> like, hold on, break. 
might want to tinker with that. Oh, man, uh, we just hey. weren't thinking ahead, man. <laughs> yeah. We weren't thinking ahead back then. Welcome to Alaska Wild Project, episode 115. Today we have in the house Roger Gibson. I think this might have been the latest intro we've ever done. How long was 40 that? minutes, 39 minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah not probably bad. up there. Thanks for coming in, Roger. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, Appreciate it. Are you relaxed now? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Get a cider in you. You've been watching hockey? Uh, I haven't had time. <laughs> I have not. I watched like maybe the last couple minutes of that Kraken Avalanche game. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was it. I have nice. not. Good had to a for the Kraken, man. Good mm-hmm. for them. They got a chance this year. Oh. Dude, they're in the second round, and they no, already know, yeah, but they already beat the them once. Beat Dallas the first game. Yeah, they have yeah. a chance, man. They got a four check that's pretty nasty, man. Yeah. They went into OT last night, didn't they? They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. And they won. Joe Pav had four goals. Oh yeah. shit! Hockey's been real good. Jesus. Well, Jane's a Avs fan, so he wasn't too happy about that for oh, sure. Mm, so yeah, that's too bad. And they're but, um, reigning champs, right? Yeah. Well, the yeah. worst upset I yep. think is Boston. Yeah, and Boston. Poor Swayman, Alaska boy. Um, they, he he that got was cool thrown that, in for Game Seven, right? Yeah, just thrown in Game Seven. Yeah, yeah it wasn't his fault. The loss, no. I don't think. But no. um, what was the final score of that game? I didn't see it. I just heard about the close. It was an overtime. Yeah, they lost in oh, okay. overtime. Okay. Yeah. So Went down to the wire, four three or three two or something. How heartbreaking is that, yeah. though? Like, Very. get on a little sport kick here. I mean, you think about, like, the Patriots with their undefeated run and they lose to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, and then the oh, Bruins yeah, this that. year with, the, like, the most wins in a season and you lose yeah. in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah they're the like fuck, didn't they have, like, a historical regular season they record did. or That's something I mean. like yeah. that? Yeah. It was, I mean, yeah. it's just, like. I thought it was a mistake not to put Swayman in earlier. The the other goalie wasn't playing. He was earlier. injured. Come to find out. Oh really? Yeah, they should have put him in earlier. Who was hurt? The the other the goalie. Original goalie. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Olmark. And Swayman is really good. It's like, well, the whole year they've been like going. You play a game. You play a game. Yeah. Like switching. Yeah. And they should have oh. just did that from yep, the beginning. For just sure. kept it that way. Yep. Because you haven't played five games in a row. Yeah, all year, and mm-hmm. here you go. You get to play five games in a row. I know I'd be destroyed. Yeah. Six, he yeah. played six, six games. They didn't throw Swayman in until the last mm-hmm. game. Like too little, yeah. too late. Yeah, mm. yeah, too little, too late for sure. Damn, yeah. it's I didn't know the that president, part. president trophy curse or whatever. It is cursed. Yeah, yeah. it is cursed. Yeah. It feels like they kind of robbed themselves because they were better than that. The other thing is, right. Ford is good, man. Like oh. they're a grinding team, and um, I didn't pay attention to hockey too much this year. But they were a lot better than like the last seed team normally is. Who did they go on to play after that? Who's who are they taking on the second Toronto round? Toronto, and they beat them. They beat them last okay, night. Game, yeah. game one. Yeah. it's playoff yeah. hockey, man. Yeah. Anything can happen. That's you know? right. So it's a, it's a whole new mm-hmm. season. So yeah, that's love very that. true. I love that. Yeah, it yeah. is cool to see the Kraken go to round two, though. Yeah. Um, a couple of things before we go into the first break. Um, if you're listening to this today on May 13th, it's the Ship Creek cleanup that's going down. Um, go see Dustin down there. He he, ha- he hosts the event. We're uh, sponsors with them um, for the Ship Creek cleanup. Go down there and clean it up and uh, help get stuff going because starting June 9th is the Slam and Salmon Slam Derby, and Salmon. which is the 9th through the 17th. A lot of big prizes out there. I feel like we've covered that a lot, so I won't get into that too much, but those couple of events are coming up, so keep a, a lookout for that. Well, it's coming fast. Yeah. Man, like by the time this podcast comes out, it's the 13th, and that's the day. So if you're listening to it right now and you don't <clears> got much going on, go down there. I think he cuts everything for people, food and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. So Nice. Yeah. Oh, it helps a lot too. Oh yeah, for sure. Actually, you know, I was I was was bike riding down there today. It's not that bad. 
Well, I, he I does, think he there's less. The fall, I don't want to get the whole homeless thing, but I think there's less, way less down there now. Oh, really? Like before, it was there's everywhere down there. Yeah, but now there's like less. Yeah, so it's yeah. less dirty, less less stuff. I I didn't notice like oh this place needs to be so cleaned up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a hard winter. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's like that in in town. Any look at Anchors though. There's trash everywhere. It's just every breakup, man. There's just so much trash and debris laying everywhere. I don't know where it all comes from, but. Yeah. yeah, it's time to clean up. Comes down with the snow. But snow's covering it right now, so we're good. So, <laughs> yeah, okay it's today. back. The snow's back. Don't worry, it's clean again. <laughs> it's a chill. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mom, my my wife takes the kids to go individually to go clean up. We'll be back. There you go. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. Barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best Alaskan proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain. Whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the Alaska Peninsula in search of a brown bear, or the shale infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for dull sheep, it is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska, tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of Alaska. These products were designed for high performance and durability. Frontier Gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in Alaska. Paired with other top brands, it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world. Stop in at Barney Sports Chalet in Anchorage on Northern Lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at barneysports.com. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaska public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national level policy work to engagement with boots on the ground projects from Kotzebue to Ketchikan, BHA performs public land cleanups, hunting and fishing clinics, and community education to help take your game to the next level. BHA's community-minded goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping wild lands wild and fostering the next generation of sportsmen and women for years to come. Make sure to follow BHA Alaska for upcoming events, local brewery pint nights, and more. Stand up for Alaska public lands and waters by supporting the Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Join us today at backcountryhunters.org. The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because honestly, there's always something good on deck. And guys, listen. This is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Um, just a quick thing, um, patreon.com slash Alaska Wild Project for anyone trying to support the podcast. We do got some unreleased stuff on there. We do plan on putting some more on there. Thank you to the current Patreons and anyone else that's trying to support. Um, if you haven't done a Patreon thing, it's basically you go to patreon.com slash Alaska Wild Project and you can just put in whatever you feel comfortable doing per month, whether it's a dollar or $5 or $20 or $50. And it's just a way to support us. And then that money goes into our bank account and we can use it to buy more cool stuff and merch and 
upgrade things and stuff like that so that's really cool um we do have some new hats um and stickers on the website um go ahead and check those out i believe that that is the only place that you can find those new hats and stickers only on the website there's a limited run um so get on that um if you want some new stuff please leave us an apple podcast review um we i think we're going to do a giveaway on that i want to do like a cool because we have all this leftover stuff and do like a cool oh, like whoever party? comes up with the most creative apple podcast review we're going to send you something there you go. um you know my uh, merch and some stuff from some of the sponsors i think that'd be really cool yeah um, just for taking the time to comment yeah and just come up with something creative on there you know it's always fun to see that oh stuff. dude i had a guy suggest a like a little switch up on the show last night at the hockey tryout i'm not gonna say it on air we'll talk about it after but i thought it was pretty pretty crafty idea shirts off that might be a little graphic. Hands off, hands off. That might be a little graphic. How how often do you guys wax your back? That's what I want to know. Ooh. Ooh. Never. Yeah, never. Yeah, never Jack, done that. Jack has zero hair on his back, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably barely on, it, barely on his chest. Yeah. I kind of figure you are the same, too. I've Roger. never waxed my back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never waxed anything. I think I got some like patches now. My wife was trying to get me to do the nose hair thing. Well, I was like, I just pull them out. Ouch. Just bring a tear to your eye. Like she wants me to try the thing. It didn't oh. come with like the lawnmower. No, I told her I want that, but oh, I yeah. don't have it that. Comes with it. No, I don't have that. No, you're and talking about the as seen on TV. Yeah, the razor. that thing no, shit. No, dude. I'm talking about. She wants me to go into the salon oh. and do the thing where they squeeze all the stuff oh, in there with the stick no. and then do it. Ooh. Because no she wants to see me suffer, and I was like, well, no, "Why would I do that? Like, mm. I just, just pull them out." But then you. I said, "I do need the because yeah. I used to have one of those. Yeah, things. Those are nice. Yeah, you need the little like the razor that's almost nostril. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I know. Yeah, radius and for the ear too, man. Because <laughs> yeah. like yeah. as you get in these age of forty above forty plus, yeah, how embarrassing hair man. starts coming out of your ear, man. Yeah, for real, it's weird. It's embarrassing. Well, you don't have that problem, Jack. I use the the nose one and the ear one. Oh, yeah, the yeah. So you've just one, been able to maintenance it. it. Yeah. I have just been yeah. pulling them out. Yeah. It's really nice. Oh, yeah. that pulling wouldn't be fun. Well, do you do it when you're like sleepy when you're driving? Mm. In your eyes water. <laughs> so you're tired, and you got like, stay awake. Mile one seventy nine. Yeah. Ah, okay, good for another five miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to. Uh, so we're we're playing around with you know segments and some some new changes in the show and uh i like the uh alaska did you know i want to say changes say additions additions my bad additions however i wanted to wait for this until our guest was able to explain this feature product Mm. so in my mind i thought well we'll talk about it after he explains what he's about and what he's doing what he's selling and i'm like well maybe we'll just use my did you know as a segue into what our topic of conversation oh, is today. Sweet. So um, I got a little factoid here. Uh, got me thinking uh, over the course of a few days as we started prepping for the show. We've got Roger here talking about Handy Bonk. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll go into that a little bit more in detail here later. So I got to thinking about nets, fishing nets, mm. fishing devices, things of that nature. Well, I thought to myself, well, what was the first... Moon cycles. Net. <laughs> well, moon cycles will probably figure it out. Then they started thinking, well, you need to get nets to catch more fish, right? Yeah. So I thought, well, what's the oldest net 
that's known to mankind or what's like, you know, so I did a classic Google, did a little search. So I found, uh, did you know that the oldest known fishing net is the Antria net? I didn't right? know that. Never you did know? It. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, really? Oh, shit. No, but keep going. It's great. All right. Uh, we'll no, do this one is two great. Things. Keep going. Uh, well, I'm going to, I'm, I'm just going to. I got backup uh, trivia. Okay, good, good. I won't go into too crazy detail. I'll just explain. Uh, oldest net, basically known uh, to mankind or, you know, in the past, uh, found in Carilion Isthmus, Antria, uh, Finland. Yeah, yeah, right on the border of Finland and Russia. Right, right on the border of yeah. Finland and Russia. Damn, uh, Jack knows his stuff. <laughs> I saw the picture on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I guess allegedly dated eighty five forty BCE. What does that mean it, exactly, though? It's the, the new um, before Christ nomenclature. So it's BC, but like is E like extra old? <laughs> yeah, what is E stand yeah, for? <laughs> before Christ extra? Yeah. Before Christ ever uh, existed. So the net was found by a farmer in uh, Antrian, Finland, and uh, in the fall of 1913. And when he was digging up a ditch, he found some bobbers and some other items. So it was obviously not a net with a pole, you know, to assist catching a fish, but for... Set you know, uh, I would say substance, sub, or, uh, subsistence fishing. And okay, so, nice. uh, yeah, I found that really interesting. I thought, man, you know, mankind needed a way to harvest m large amounts of food. Yeah. So you could go and just grab a fish out of the water and feed your family for a day. Yeah. There you go. But then what did you need to do when you need to feed multiple people yeah, for multiple yeah. days, right? Yeah, and it was cool that it was like where they found it whenever it was 1913 or whatever. 1913, they, Finland, yeah. They, uh, that the people at that time felt like that there, it was important to keep yeah, and, and, and restore. Yeah. Like, oh, um, yeah. You know, I think nowadays it's really important, but like it's cool that people there had that mentality then. Yeah. Yeah, so it's before Common Empire. Okay. No, that would be Star Wars. Before Common oh. Era. <laughs> it's Empire. Era. Like, well, I, I mean, everyone you know, else would laugh, but yeah, Era. There, was, there, were, there were empires. Yeah. So that's a long time ago. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, and they figured that it was the way it was designed in terms of the diameter of the netting hoops, that it was primarily for catching salmon. Mm, okay. All right. So it was for fish that came in. Schools or numbers, yeah. which makes sense, right? Like you're We're trying probably to probably use in fish. a river. I'm I'm assuming so, or brackish water, where you know, similar to the Kenai or Kasilov, something like that, where yeah. the massive amounts would come in in like a dip netting situation. Yep. And I'm totally assuming I'm I just started like rabbit holing in my thoughts that they strung the net across the river, you know, to cover the whole thing and to try to get as many fish plugged up in there as at one time. Yep. Um, but that's uh, why there's no kings now. See. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, um, I, do we need music for that? Because we got some new music mm, for the trivia. Oh, we do. We do. Oh. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna write that I've down. Wait. It's more. Write uh, that down. <laughs> what was the word that we used for the music we got? A uh, jingle. I like. It's not jingle. really jingly. Oh, our trivia music. Yeah, it's more like oh, Tron jingle. No, no, no. It's like uh, Tron. It's not retroish. 
Do you guys remember Unsolved Mysteries? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Kind of like Wait, that. You hear it? Yeah. It's like uh, like a little scary music when you're a little kid. Uh, yeah. Scary, like suspenseful. Yeah. No, I no, no. What's that? What was <laughs> that alien that. show that the one dude and the lady did? Oh, that's what it is. Alien that's what it's show? Not, yeah. Oh, it's like Unsolved Mysteries kind of show, but they were like. Yeah. Oh, I oh. Know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, Science mystery theater. Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> a little thing. teaser. <laughs> oh, what was you know, that? That reminds you of Stranger, Fr- Stranger Things, kind of. Stranger Things. Yeah. It's an upgraded jingle. Yeah, Man, my daughter's really like into three. that. Show. I haven't seen the last season, but what? the other ones were damn good. Oh, they're really good. I mean, I it's like one, it's like what? Goonies coming yeah, to it's age, really good. man. It's really good. If you like Goonies, you'll love it, dude. Yeah. Everybody loves. Yeah. So we'll come up with some did you know music. Yeah, I like it for you, B. One eye, man. Yeah, thank you for sharing. I'm trying to remember that show you just brought up. It, Damn it's, it. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? It was the one dude. I don't even know his name or the lady's name, but it was like a mystery. Sometimes it was like alien Sometimes it was like. Fuck. Files. Something files. X Files. X Files. X Files. Yeah. It's I X-Files. definitely didn't like there that show. <laughs> X Files. Yeah. I never watched it, but I remember yeah. seeing remember that come across the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it kind of sucked. My dad was into it. I definitely didn't like it. No. But we're outside people, yep. so. That's right. Anyway. I was kind of like a 90210 kind of guy. Ooh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> I was more like Urkel. Luke, Luke Perry lookalike <laughs> over there. <laughs> I like those chops, man. I was like, I want some sideburns like that. I was TGIF kind of guy. Saved <laughs> by the bell. Oh, yeah, saved by the bell. Roger, hit us with some of your history. Okay, so born in 78 in Anchorage. Um, Damn, at the you, old oh, school, man, uh, Humana Hospital. It's not even around anymore. So, Damn. is Providence even built yet? <laughs> no, not that time. He's like, they just Humana. The last the like, you know, they, yes. they just developed the first fishing net, actually, in 1970. <laughs> <laughs> now it's Alaska Regional. Now my my daughter's actually a nurse there now. So yeah, it's well, lots changed. Um, yeah, so I grew up, you know, like I remember playing hockey as a kid with Daniel, you know, back in the day when we were like mites or squirts. Um, so grew up on the east side in Anchorage. Um, went the to west side. Yeah, the best side. I like to call right. it the crest side. Um, went to Bartlett. You know, I know most of you guys went to East, but, you know, we all kind of hung out I'm back fucking, in those days. I'm a fucking golden bear, dog. Huh? Were you? Betty yeah. Davis, dog. When, when did you graduate? Oh, one, baby. Okay, well, see, I'm 96, so. I'm kind of old. <laughs> I'm kind of oldish. So, yeah. <laughs> I was gone by that time. So, yeah, graduated in 96. Uh, didn't really know what I was going to do when I got out. Um, or when I graduated high school, um, I just continued to work, make money at a young age. Um, and then I was 20 and I was like, you know what? I need to do something. So I decided to join the air force. Mm. So I, enl- I enlisted, um, went to, uh, after boot camp, tech school. Um, I went to Misawa, Japan. That was my first station. So I was there for three years. Um, did a couple deployments, um, went to Korea. It was the air force. To, yep. Yeah. What were you doing in that Air Force? Uh, Security forces and law enforcement. So, yeah. You were a cop? Yeah. And, you know, and security. So, Mm. basically protecting compounds and doing LE on the bases and stuff. So, um, had two deployments. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, I had no jurisdiction in Anchorage. Now so the bunker, right. now it's all coming full circle yeah. with the bunker. Yeah. Now, yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, the <laughs> I remember, I remember Bootsy didn't even want to hang out with me. I'd come home and visit because he's like, "You're a popo." <laughs> I was like, "Bro, I'm all the way in Misawa, Japan. I, I'm a, I'm I have a no fed, jurisdiction man. here at Coots. <laughs> I'm cool. I, I have no jurisdiction in this town, man. Come on, I'm like, I'm here to hang out and like, you know, be with you guys, not and, be like, and visit. So. Yeah, come on. You're, you so. went to Bartlett and you're a cop. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, for some reason, I think it's, I really got that from my brother-in-law. Um, mm. He's, he's still a cop actually. And I, I don't know. He was kind of like, you know, I went through some bad phases, like middle high school, got in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, probably got away with a lot of stuff and get caught. You know, I just hung out with the wrong crowd for a while. Grades went down, you know, so I kind of went through a phase where, you know, just didn't do very good. Um, it was, it was probably a time where, you know, um, my biological father, we kind of like stopped our relationship, you know, I was probably, you know, in my early teens. So, um, so yeah, I went through some tough times and, uh, um, you know, acted up. And so like going in the air force was like good for me. So I really needed it to, to get out of town and like get my education. So, and it was nice. I went overseas, you know, went to Japan did a couple deployments, uh, went to Korea, went to United Arab em- or United Arab Emirates, UAE. Yeah. Um, did a, a four month deployment, um, in support of the Operation Southern Watch. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, I enjoyed my time there and then, uh, how many years was that? Uh, I did three years there and then I ended up extending to go back to the States. Um, cause my focus was, I wasn't going to make a whole career out of it. Um, I was going to just do my enlistment. But I ended up doing a couple extensions. Um, I made rank really fast, so um, went back to the state side for um, had to do like a six month extension extension to go back to the states. So I went to Minot, North Dakota, for another year. Um, made staff sergeant my first time, and then uh, so I extended to do the Airman Leadership School. I was kind of open, not sure what I was going to do, and then uh, you know it was kind of a tough last year. Um, uh, I'd married my high school sweetheart at the time, so um, we ended up separating that last year. Um, I'd already had Jaden, so at the time, Jaden was already two years old. So, um, yeah, it was tough. I was, I mean, I was a single dad for my last year in the military, you know, with a two-year-old. So he was shuffling back and forth from North Dakota back to Anchorage, so it was real tough. So I was thought about re-enlisting. The only way I would have done it is if I could have came back to Alaska and been stationed at Elmendorf, but couldn't, you know, it didn't happen. So I ended up just getting the honorable discharge and did my time, got out. And then my whole focus was like, you know, I want to be a good father. I want to be in my son's life. Uh, if I didn't get out, I probably would have been like going remote to Korea for a year or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so growing up, yeah, like I didn't, I just kind of st- didn't have a relationship with my biological father from 13 on up till like to this day, you know, he's been in and out of my life. And now it's been, you know, at least a decade and a half that we just haven't like, you know, made contact at all. So, so, uh, yeah. So after that, um, um, she come back. I decided just to come back to Alaska and, you know, and take my chances. I had a good career going. And then I was lucky, though, because when I got back here, um, I ended up landing me a civil service job working for the Air Force, you know, and as a civilian. So kind of cross-trained. I got into communications, um, became a technician for the comm squadron on base. So 
um, been there for, I just hit 20 years this summer. So it worked out good for me. Um, I was a single father for a lot of years until I recently got remarried to my wife, Cindy now in 2013. Um, she was a single mom with two young girls. So I adopted them like the same day we got married. So, so it was like, you know, the best of both worlds, you know, got remarried. I'm happy. You know, I, I always had my one son that I wanted, but then, you know, I always wanted daughters. And so I got to have my daughters at the same time. So it's been, been, been a blessing really. So. Yeah. Well, so, so who taught you to fish? uh, Well, fishing something, actually my biological father was the one that kind of taught me a lot of my outdoor skills. You know, when we were little, we used to, he used to take us fishing. So I had, you know, some good memories from childhood days. You know, we went, Tell, tell me about that one right there. (laughs) <laughs> that's such a good picture that was it that was you 19- look just like Jaden, dude you look like a brown Jaden. <laughs> well that's like probably like if you see July, his, if you see roger's son dude he's like blonde hair blue eyes but you look just like Jaden right there yeah kind of kind of do um no not kind of you mean if Jaden was if Jaden was look at the old hip boots and the big old plano tackle box oh, yeah. oh, that yeah. is an old school picture right there uh yeah. and it's probably got like 60 pixies in there <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I think that was actually a, right. Blue box pixies. That's why it's so heavy. <laughs> I think that was at Hope. Hell right, towards the mouth. Oh yeah. Okay. Probably yeah. going for like some pinks and trying to target yeah, some silvers. That oh, yeah. there. That's why I said it's so. got treble hooked on fucking pixies for sure. <laughs> yeah. the pinks are biting. <laughs> oh man, that looks sticky, dude. Oh yeah, I look like he's all sweating too. He's Pull like, your oh. hips out a joint right there. Yeah. So. Fishing's always just been a passion of mine. Um, I've always loved the outdoors, fishing. I didn't really get into hunting until later on. It was something my dad didn't teach us, so it was something I kind of got into, like, in my probably mid-20s or, you know, maybe 30. Um, But fishing is something I've always done since I was a kid, camping, being outside, you know, hiking. So, um, yeah. Now Jaden's guiding, right? Yeah, Jaden's uh, last year was his first time. He was a part-time guide in Antioch. Landed a job out there and uh, got a lot of experience, learned a lot. Um, now he's a full-time guide, so he's going to be doing that f- uh, for four months this summer. Is he running rivers or what's he doing? Yeah, running the Antioch with the jet boat. Um, <clears throat> they also, yeah, he got a lot of river miles. He uh, was tasked with the another guy there that they had to go pick up some more skiffs okay. all the way in Bethel. So damn, they wow. did like 250 river miles. Oh, that's pretty cool. Up the Kuskowim and, yeah. you know, jumping onto other rivers yeah. to get there. So did he float the Antioch yet? Um, I don't know if he, I don't think he floated. They're just running jet boats, but, yeah. uh, he is a certified guy to float Kenai. And, um, he just finished his, uh, master's captain license too. So Sweet. he just did oh, that wow. actually like a week or two ago. Right so, on. Yeah. He's all about being on the water. So he, you making know. a career out of it yeah i mean i you know Jaden's kind of doing his own thing you know he's kind of go, going gone above and beyond of what i've taught him but um you know i think it all comes from like when he was little i used to take him out all the time you know i shared that that joy of being outside camping fishing hiking yeah. dragging him along all yeah, over the place since he was a little kid so yeah yeah he's out there uh doing it man so i don't think i've ever met Jaden. he's a good looking boy yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he just finished man college. now man i remember when so. i ran into him at the airport and he came up to me and i didn't at first i didn't recognize him and he's like hey dan shook my hand like a man i was like Jaden." i know like i'm like looking up at him <laughs> i know he's like, tall too. he was like i think he was going back to school or something he was playing yeah. hockey wasn't he yeah college yeah yep. play some yeah, d3 man. down there 
yeah, all my kids are done. I mean, my oldest is 25. She's a nurse. She finished nursing school. She's working at Alaska Regional. She just bought a house in Eagle River. and Nice. She just got married. They had a beautiful wedding over at the O'Malley on the Green this oh, last yeah. summer or this last fall. So Sweet. we're real good. Um, super cool son-in-law. Um, they're happy. And then uh, Jaden's kind of doing his own thing. He's kind of just doing odd end things and finished school this last year. And then uh, Gabby, she's working on her master's. She's still living on the East Coast in Mass. So, but uh, my wife and I, we're, you know, we're we're empty nesters now. Like uh, we got a lot of time on our hands to to do other things now. But we're always there for our kids, you know. So, yeah. well, and you are doing other things now. That's yeah, right. yeah, definitely. Mr. Uh, busy. I'm tired, guy. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah I, I'm grinding seven days a week. You know, I don't I really take are. any days off because, I mean, I still work full-time for mm -hmm. the Air Force, so I just hit my 20 years this summer and bought back my active duty time, so I got 25 years in, just turned 45. Um, my goal has always been to get that 30-year, hit that 30-year mark and get that full pension later on in life, but um, then I kind of created this, and, uh, you know, it's just something I've – been working hard on i had i got the idea back in 2019 um just out fishing with my brother and uh i was like man i was like why big ken you know oh ken dog yeah it was ken dog and uh you know we're just out there you know fishing on the river and it was like you know i you know seen all these different little things like for people like you know leaving the bonkers on the bank or they're just dangling off their you know their waiting belt like how annoying is that you yeah. know I actually seen a guy one time trying to cross, and his bonker got caught in between his legs. He fell in, had to get helped out. He, like, tripped, know. like, his legs Well, his bonker up. just kind of slung around and got caught between his legs while he was trying to cross. And he tripped, yeah, yeah. And just kind of fell in, and, um, you know, luckily it wasn't too it wasn't too much current there, and we were, you know, uh, whoever was around him helped him out. But, you know, just seen a lot of crazy things. Like, you know, my in-laws, they own two lots on Poacher's Cove, so uh -huh. we're out on the lower for Silvers, and... uh they got a 20-foot skiff. He keeps one little bonker in the boat tray. And, you know, he's a real high-tempered guy. You know, he gets real excited. And so, you know, when you get those silvers on and you got, like, five people on the boat and, you know, the silver's going around the oh, boat yeah, and yeah. you net it Lines, and then, like, yep. you can't find that one little bonker on the tray, you know. So yeah. it's like, you know, he's like, someone get the damn bonker, you know. And it's yeah. like, so that was another idea just kind of, like, you know, kind of popped in my head you know like why don't they just like incorporate the net and the bonker collectively collectively and make it one unit make it a multi-tool and so that was my idea and i you know 2019 it just kind of just clicked in my head and i was like you know what i'm gonna try to you know check it out and see if it's even out there because i've had some good ideas but they they're always <laughs> yeah, out there you know yeah yeah, yeah. Somebody so already, already I did it quick. It yeah, I mean, it's like you think of so many good things. You're like, oh, okay, and then you go and check it out, and it's already there, and you yeah. just don't know it. But so, yeah, actually, after that fishing trip, uh, I kind of got serious about it, and I was like, I Googled it, and I was like, you know, let's see if it's even there. Couldn't find nothing, and then uh, decided to take the steps to do a certified USPTO search and uh, hired a patent, a patent agent. And I got really lucky because I got a – a local patent agent that's been here for a long time has been doing it for like 30 years and he's an older guy so he's been fishing here for like 50 years you know so oh, he really yeah. knew the Seen industry and he was also you know uh an engineer so you know when i told him my idea it, he knew right away he was like yeah this definitely uh something that you know there's a market for and it would definitely be useful and you know i get it and you know i can like draw out the design for it and stuff like that and so he told me he was like 
you know, I wanted to go and do a drawing of your idea. And so, you know, I gave him my drawing and we just kind of went from there and filed for it. And, you know, so it didn't exist. So, um, filed that patent August, 2019. And then typically it takes anywhere from like a year, maybe a year or two years to get a patent, but then COVID hit, you know, so mm. it delayed everything, everything shut down. So I actually didn't get that patent awarded to me until, December 2021. Is and, that uh, the first step? Is just don't say COVID. Sure don't say COVID did it. No, it's just. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, well, here, here's the thing. Actually, COVID activation. <laughs> well, actually, you know the when actually, you get it was COVID. <laughs> like I well, sprinkled a little COVID on this shit and it blew up. Sorry, this. Well, here's the thing, and I've learned a lot. If I had to reduce some things, I probably would. A utility patent is what I have. A utility patent is good. It starts from the day you file. So, mm. you know, you really should jump on stuff like right away because you got a 20-year lifespan on that patent. That patent was delayed because of COVID. So the USPTO awarded me like an extra 283 days on it because of the delay. So I didn't actually get it till December 2021. Um, in the meantime, what I should have done is probably like work on prototyping and stuff like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, Did you have to show them your vax? What's that? Had <laughs> 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 my vaccination card. Vaxed up, bro. Like, oh, no, Johnson, Johnson, you gotta get a different yeah, one. Yeah. I didn't even want to get that vaccine, but I was forced to take that vaccine because I work for the government. So it is what it is. I took it, but. So, shit's growing out of your head. I've taken anthrax, so I mean, it can't be any worse than anthrax, you know. So I was forced to take that in the desert, and I didn't want to take that either. So who knows? <laughs> Did that make you sick? No, it was actually the worst shot I ever had, though. I mean, it hurt. Like, uh, I had this, like, golf ball-sized knot on my arm for, like, two, three weeks. before what? It finally Yeah, anthrax is no joke. You take a six-series shot, um, and I tried to avoid it until I was finally given, like, a lawful order, like, right to my face, you know. <laughs> you were just like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Oh, yeah, I was, yeah. like, trying to avoid it. They kept running out of vaccines at the time. And so, like, I actually didn't – usually you take your vaccines before you deploy – and I actually didn't take my vaccine until I was, like, halfway through my tour in the desert, so. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was given a lawful order, you know. You know, I was an airman at the time, senior Airman Gibson, go take your vaccine right now. So I had to go do it, or you get kicked out. So I wasn't going to get kicked out for it, so. Damn, an anthrax shot? Does it flare up here and there? <laughs> <laughs> haven't had any side effects that I know of, so, I mean, who knows, but. You know, it's funny because it's just like what? COVID, you know, a lot Look of... up and to the left real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Your eye kind of crossed. What does anthrax even do? What's the point of it? It's supposed to protect you from the anthrax chemical, like, you know, chemical attack or something like that. Oh, so. okay, okay. But it was just like, you know, Where wasn't... the one-sided filter mask type shit? Yeah, with like mop gear and stuff. Yeah. yeah. We, used okay. to, we used to have to carry all that crap all the time. It sucked, but... Like, uh, I remember one of my worst times that I wanted to actually quit is because they would, they, they, they'd call it Mop 4, and they put us, like, in Mop gear, and we'd have to don our gear on and put these gas masks on. Mm -hmm. And I could, you know, I get it. Like, let's put it put it on us for, like, a couple hours, see how we respond. We were in it for 12 hours one time, straight, 12 hours. Mm -hmm. And if you took it off, it's like you got in trouble. Like, you had to, like, they kind of washed you back, and you had to do the whole all like combat again? exercise all over again the next weekend so 
That was in that we were in that thing for twelve hours, and then they let us out for thirty minutes to eat an MRE, and then put us back in it for twelve more hours. Oh, and that was the Jesus. one time where I was just like, "Dude, I just want to quit." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could just go. What home. am I doing here? You had people like you know, you had people smoking cigarettes through the little tube because they couldn't. They were feeding <laughs> so bad. I'm like, dude, I can't even breathe. How can you think about a cigarette right now? You know. <laughs> so, but literally, people were doing that, like you know, taking the little tube and putting their cigarette right there and. Yeah, it was crazy. But so the dude helps you with the patent. You finally get the patent. Yep. So when was this? When did you get the patent again? Twenty twenty one. December December two thousand twenty one. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was a tough time because I went through a like I had like my roughest year. Um, like right before two thousand twenty one really sucked for me. Obviously, twenty twenty was bad for everybody. Everybody's hunkered down. Twenty twenty one. Um. I was the first one to find out my family, like, you know, when I say like, I didn't have a relationship with my biological father for the longest time. My real father was really my stepfather. Yeah. And so, uh, he kind of raised me, um, when I was five, you know, he got my life when I was five years old yeah. and, uh, he got sick. Um, and he was a sloper. And, uh, one time he came home early and this was like a couple months before I got that patent. And it was like in October, 2021. And I was like, damn, what's wrong? You know, he just had like a, they had like a buffet that day at work and they had some seafood. So he was complaining his stomach hurt and they sent him home. They don't have much medical care there, you know? Um, so he came home and I thought, you know, maybe he had food poisoning or something. And I, and I noticed he like slept for like two, three days, like pretty much just like laid up in the house. You know, I took him back to the house and um comes to find out later i was like hey you know we need to go to the dock like you know you're not doing good you're throwing up you know and just not you know not doing good at all so we ended up taking him to the hospital and uh i went to go pick him up and i got a you know i ended up talking with the doc i was the first one in the family to find out like what was wrong with them and so anthrax no <laughs> No, for real, he uh, found out he had stage four cancer. Oh, yeah, it was gosh. horrible, dude. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I feel so bad for him because, like, he went through so much shit. Like, uh, you know, he had ki kidney failure, um, like, 10 years before that. And he used to be on dialysis. And, you know, it was a it was just a process with him. You know, been always, through the ringer. Yeah, been through the ringer. Just had you know, such a, you know, good father figure for us. Yeah. You know, always physically been there for us. Um, Tough as nails you know would do anything for us kids and uh you know and he you know he's you know he's he immigrated here so you know he wasn't like the typical dad that could like teach me like homework and stuff like that that's stuff i did on my own but he yeah. was physically there for me and yeah. like yeah. you know physically loved us kids all the time yeah, he so. was learning his way through it too right <clears throat> yeah so but yeah that was super tough because uh you know, I was the first one to find out. And when she told me it's stage four cancer, you know, I heard about cancer. Everybody has, but like, I didn't really understand like, like how, you know, what stages man. Yeah. Like, what, I mean, I didn't yeah. know much about it. I just knew it was a bad thing. You know, I'd like everybody else knows, you know, but when I was like, I mean, the, what the first thing I did, cause I had to wait for like two hours before they let him come out. And so I was parked in the hospital parking lot, you know, at Providence. And I was like, first thing I did was I researched the hell out of it. To find out, like, you know, like, is he going to have a chance, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, I didn't even know, like, what to say. I Like, I didn't know if I should contact my family right away, you know. I mean, I was, like, devastated. Um, literally sat there and, like, just teared up for, like, two hours. Didn't, didn't, didn't know what to do. Mm. Um, it was awful. Um, and then when I had my recap and talked with her, 
you know, she said he wasn't going to last long. And that's when it hit me hard. I was like, and he didn't know it. Like he didn't know how sick he was. Mm. No one did. And so, you know, to make a long story short, it was just, uh, the worst time ever. Um, the first time I really lost anybody like that, you know, except for like my grandparents, you know, years and years before that. But, um, yeah, definitely was the hardest thing I went through. Like, you know, I mean, I remember Daniel text me, you know, like, Hey dude, are you like, are you live, dude? Like, I haven't heard from you in a while. You haven't texted. And I was like, it's cause I was just going through so much shit, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, we, you know, I took a lot of time off work. We took care of him, um, for like a, the next month and then he was gone. So trying I mean, to keep him comfortable. Yeah. And, yeah. I, we, we were at, you know, Pat, Pat was in town. He flew back up from Florida and, uh, you know, we sat there on each side of it. We watched like the old like Bruce Lee Kung Fu yeah. movies and yeah. stuff that we Pat's used to watch. Brother, right? We, yeah, Pat's yeah. my little brother. Yeah, so I went to school with him. We both were raised by him, and uh, you know, we just kind of did some old time things that we used to do. We just sit, you know, by his side, watch the old Kung Fu movies, the boxing matches, soccer, and you know, and uh, it's crazy because, um, you know, it's just crazy how quick do they t- deteriorate? You know, like. You know, the first week or two was the first week wasn't that bad. I mean, it was, but the next week was like 10 times worse. And then uh-huh. it just went like, Whoa. you know, 50 times worse. And then the last week was just horrible. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it really, really sucked. And uh, we we stuck with him all the way until he finally went on hospice, came home. And, uh, you know, he, I knew, and I had to like tell my mom, like, you know, like no one, even though I would tell my family they didn't really understand it, it was like, so finally I decided to tell my mom, like, he's going to die. Like, he's going to die. He's not going to make it. He needs to come home. Like, he doesn't want to die in the hospital. He wants to come home and yeah. pass, pass away. This mm-hmm. is where he's most comfortable. So my mom finally, like, gave in and let him come home. And when he came home, he was gone in 24 hours or less. So yep. Oh, man. Yep. Watched him take his last breath or everything. Yep. And then, yeah, um, he held on held on to the last second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just like they, you know, people say, like, you know, they kind of just, like, look beyond you, and that's what he did. And, you know, when he took his last breath, I was like, you know, like, it was, I don't know, I'll never forget it. I can just see that moment mm-hmm. over yeah, and over deep, again. Dude. Yeah, it is deep. And so, and what was crazy is, like, you know, he was so proud about, like, this whole, you know, the idea that I had, like, I didn't tell him about, you know, he didn't find out about all this until like a few months before he did pass. I kind of kept everything a secret, you know, mm-hmm. cause I was patent pending and didn't want to put it out there. And, uh, <clears throat> and so like, you know, he had just found out about it a few months ahead of, you know, before all that and was pretty excited for me, you know? And, uh, so November 18, 2021. Yeah. He passed away. And, uh, everything would just suck you know and it my whole life changed it wasn't just like that whole moment it was like the after you know the aftermath was horrible yeah you know i'm the but only transitions into the holidays and that's well, tough right that my mom's widowed you know so mm-hmm. like you know pat lives in florida ken lives in the valley my sister lives you know in texas so i'm the only one there to like mm-hmm. take care of my mom you know yeah. so it changed my life you know mm-hmm. cindy was like super supportive you know my wife Cause I would stay like, you know, weeks at a time or even weekends. She didn't want to stay in the house by herself, you know? So, so like the first year I spent a lot of nights over there, a lot of weeks, a lot of weekends. And, uh, so yeah, it was definitely a tough, toughest thing I ever went through. Um, meanwhile, you're focused on this, well, this new endeavor, right? Like you're exactly trying to like balance your energy from something so emotional and tragic and 
draining to this, like, there may be some light at the end of the tunnel, maybe. Well, here's the thing. Everything you know, like, was, like, it was, like, a blessing because <clears throat> the, the the best thing of it all was, like, you know, everything was so sad. Everything was so negative. And then, uh, finally, um, so he passed November 18, 2021, December 7th, 2021, um, I found out that my patent got approved. Yeah, three weeks. So later. it was like, boom. Yeah. Okay, well, yep. I finally got like the first like positive news. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. what does that look like? Is it like that? a letter, an official like stamp, phone call. Um, I think I got a. I think I got a letter, and then my agent called, and uh, and then it was also online. It was actually available on the public uspto website mm-hmm. so they don't send you like a certificate like your graduate. they do yeah um i actually they sent it to my agent i picked it up from him like um a couple weeks later uh-huh. like the official patent yeah but the it was like a blessing because really um ultimately with everything you know was this is what handy bonk like the whole invention really is what kept me like in a positive, put me back on a positive direction, kept mm. my mind busy. So I wasn't like depressed about everything. Yeah. And then it did the same thing with my mom and like my family, like, you know, they were, they've been nothing but supportive. And so it really kind of like gave, you know, everybody something positive to look forward yeah. to. So like, you know, it was like, it's like a, a new chapter for everyone. It was, right? yeah, it was. Um, and it just kept me busy and kept me, and I was even more motivated. Cause I remember I talked to Daniel, like, you know, um, I, when I decided like, you know, I'm going to build this thing from the ground up and just see what I can do with it, you know, and get it out there. Um, and that's kind of what I did. The first, um, the, the very, uh, first thing I tried to do when I first got it, you know, cause I don't have the business background, you know, I'm a blue, blue collar guy. Um, and I'm comfortable with, you know, my situation, you know, I've got a good career. My wife does well. And so this is kind of like, you know, um, kind of like you know a side gig really so um at first i didn't I, I wasn't i didn't know if i wanted to put in the work you know so i was trying to license it out you know doing a licensing agreement with like a net company so i tried to contact a few companies um and it just you know had a lot of like kind of like you know maybes but not a yes or not a no you know you know some really like the like idea it. Yeah, yeah it was just kind of like a new thing wasn't sure what the market was going to be like so you know and it, and I kind of just like hung in there for, I didn't give it a lot of time, but it was like, you know, um, you know, after that it was like, I kind of got impatient about it. I was just like, you know what? I think I, you know, I think I need to just like prove it myself. I don't think anybody's going to be as passionate about it as yeah. me. So, you know what? Let's, let's uh, pivot. Let's just, uh, you know, build this thing from the ground up, build a brand, build a, build a product. And then let's just launch it and let's get it out there and bring it to market and see what happens. So it's kind of what I did. I, I, you know, after a while, it was last October, I committed to that and it kept me busy. Um, you know, I manufactured like all winter and, uh, right out of the garage. Oh, right out of the garage. When did um, you first build your prototype? Uh, the prototypes I worked on like, uh, right after I got the patent, I okay. started building my prototypes and I did a lot of testing, um, like that whole summer, um, did you, it, did you have some learnings through that or what? Oh yeah. I did a lot of, a lot of trials. Um, you know, a lot of trying to get it right, you know, um, trying to follow all the claims I had, you know, in my patent, like, you know, um, wanted to float, wanted to be ultra light, you know, not to put too, so it didn't put too much weight in the handle. Yeah. Was that and, all in the patent? Yeah, so everything. Yeah, everything. There's 11 claims in my patent, and it covers oh. everything. So I definitely, uh, 
definitely entailed a lot of work. Um, and, you know, so wanted it to be ultra light to not put too much weight in your handle, wanted it to float. And so wanted the, the tip to be weighted, you yeah. know? And so, and I wanted to put my own touch on it, you know? Yeah. So I decided to customize my grips, you know, like I was telling you guys, you know, you talked about the grips, just, you know, that's a hockey thing, you know, this is what we did when we were kids, you know? Yeah. Um, so I kind of went with like, you know, my, the old hockey days, you know, like uh, how we that used to tape our thing. sticks. So, you yeah. know, it's um, fly and comfortable and it's like almost yeah. like homely because of that. It's like feels like it should be in your hand because we've all held yep. hockey sticks. It's definitely better than just slipping on like a pre-made foam grip or rubber grip on there. So, and it, you know, it is a lot quicker to do that, but it doesn't look as good. It doesn't no. feel as good, you know, and I wanted to put my own touch on it. No one else is doing that. So, yeah. um, I've got a, a quick question about the chip. patent thing. Um, you said a patent agent. Like, does someone need to have an agent for that, or is that something you could do yourself, or that was just really a good assist well, on that? You can you can do your own patent, um, but it is super difficult. The terminology they use and everything is just, um, like, something I didn't want to try to learn myself. Yeah. So, um, And some people go with the patent attorney. It's a little, a little bit more, and it's more expensive. Yeah. Um, but I just, I did my research and I decided to go with an agent. Um, and he was up here. Yeah. He's a local guy. Yeah. So I went with an agent. It's cheaper, but that's what they're trained to do. That's all they do is write patents are good at it. You yeah. know? So and they could do it for anything. That's not like specific to, Oh, they can write patents industries. For, oh yeah. They write multiple patents for different industries, different inventions, different so products. The agent doesn't have to be an attorney. No, but they both have to be engineers. Oh, I don't even know if they have to be an engineers yeah. or not. I don't know. Mine I think just have patent to... attorney has to be an engineer. Okay, yeah. So I was curious about that because you said he was an engineer. He was, yeah, yeah, which makes sense. Like I get that part. Yeah, well, probably only engineer minded people are trying to get into that. Patent yeah, game. I'm not sure about that. I think so they, they want people to be able to break down how things work and like because there's like. If it has a similarity to how something else works, mm. and it could be like outside what the purpose is for, then you can't get the patent. Got it. You know. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but yeah, it makes sense. So, um, but yeah, really happy with the the agent I had. I think he uh, did a really good job. Um, you know, it's broad enough patent; you can do so many things with it. Yeah. Um, this is just the beginning right here, but. Um, so far, it's, you know, I, I was confident it would do well, especially in Alaska with it being unique to Alaskans, you know, especially. But um, I think there's a bigger market for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, but I really wanted to start here in our home, you know, our hometown and our our state. And, you know, it's kind of my focus right now. Um, so where did you launch? We launched March 24th through the 26th. The first show was uh, this year at. Uh, five weeks ago over at the Matsu Outdoorsman show. Um, smaller show, but it was a great launch, a uh, fun show. It was ran really well. Um, it was over at the Menard Center in Wasilla. Um, yeah, I thought we had a really good weekend. Um, we had The sales were good, but even better, the support was awesome. The yeah. customers, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, even the ones I didn't buy, I mean, we had so many like supportive comments and encouraging, you know, remarks. And, uh, so it was just good validation. That was like our first test market, you know, or market test. So it was real important, real crucial to have that. And, uh, 
and it just you know it kind of validated it and uh gave us more you know gave me more confidence in it so yeah. um so when i did the second show our second show was uh um the great alaska sportsman show oh, yeah. downtown in anchorage which the downfall is it is downtown now you know because we can't use the sullivan it's so it's not as enough. big of a show but did really good over there um same thing had good sales a lot of cus a lot of customer support um a lot of good feedback um learned a few things from the first show so i thought i put on a better second show you know was able to get more out there um with the feedback from the customers that was really helpful um so yeah we did really good uh you know we've got some attention i guess you know we did a couple um at the first show i had a couple radio stations approach me and did a couple radio shows with Quick them out in the, yeah out in mm -hmm. the valley so that was you know pretty cool to do um can um, you hit us with the spiel yeah i was gonna yeah, I, I wanted to be like pitch. hold on let's back up because maybe people we exactly kind of went advanced a little bit and people don't know exactly what it is that we're talking about can you give us grab the net and be like hey this guy just came up what's this thing <laughs> give us a little spiel there with the net back there all right you want me to grab the net yeah grab yeah, the net. Grab you it. can stand up too and take this thing up here like here you go so what do you got over here bud <laughs> so <laughs> what we have here is like the first all-in-one bonker net combo so i don't know I'm so for our it. for our listeners all right roger has created patented, and designed a fishing net for netting your fish after you catch it with the rod and reel or or hook it rod and reel reel it in you scoop it up and then the unique nature of this net is the next feature. Proceed, Roger. Yeah, well, it's really about the it's, it's actually really about the bonker. So it's the first yeah. floating fish bonker that's designed to fit in the handle of your net, your net handle. So just push the button and you release the bonker. So in one second, then the bonker is yeah, out. Yeah, so it just makes it you know convenient, all in one, multi tool. You know, it's just. Uh, the way to go it incorporates both these crucial tools for harvesting fish um all in one unit so can we watch so, the video uh, on the way on to his, do it so, so yeah can we so watch we, the video on there the fish <laughs> and then with the fish in the net you can lift up the net pull out the handle and bonk the yeah. fish roger and handy bonk have a great video here i've got on our uh tv screen where a nice gentleman what looks to be the kenai river scooping up a sockeye with the handy bonk Pulls the bonker out, a couple wax, and he's got a dispatched sockeye salmon ready to go on the stringer in a matter of about, what, nine seconds? Yeah, without yeah. even setting the net on the ground. Without ever setting the net on the ground. This that guy, was good play-by-play. -play. This guy had the best shot Thank out you. of all the shots that were taken that summer. So Crazy. who is this guy, Rando? Actually, no, I met this guy. He looks like my um, cousin. He's actually a veteran, and he works civil service on base. He's not. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, right. so I was, I was fishing with... Uh, um, a couple of my buddies and right now he were, we were, we were testing the product out and he had this little bonker suspended off his, uh, waiting belt and he had this little net and his wife was just slaying the fish and she'd get pissed off because he kept like, you know, trying to net him and he'd miss it with that little net mm -hmm. and knock then, him off. And then he would take his bonker and like, you know, had this little lander. So he was like trying to knock him out and yeah. And he seen what he saw that he saw us using the product, and he was like, he was like wowed by it, you know. And he goes like, "What is that? Like, where'd you get that from? You know, can I can I buy one of those?" So I had to like, you know, give him the whole breakdown. What we're doing is we're prototype testing 
told him about the product, you know, gave him the whole scoop. And he's like, hey, can I, do you mind if I try it out? And I was like, no, not at all. I was like, I'll just set it right here in the middle because we're fishing right here. They're fishing right here. I was like, you guys are welcome to just go and grab it grab and it try and it out. You know, that's yeah. what I want. I want you. I want people to try it out. You know, people I don't know. And uh, this guy fucking nailed it. Yeah, so yeah, I asked good, him. Man. I go, <laughs> I know. I go. Uh, do you mind if I do some video because I'm going to use it for like you know for my marketing, for marketing or just yeah. you know or you know any of that? And he was like, no, not at all. So, and so happens this guy. This is the first time we ever touched the thing. Oh man, he looked. Oh like, yeah, he looked like he had it for years. Oh man, look like let him find the pin. He's like, yeah. yep. There you even it got is. the glove and on the right side. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he designed it. Yeah, yeah. I and, thought and, it was your I buddy. Thought, <laughs> and I thought in just the casual, you know, uh, at the show and and seeing this video, I just thought that was you. I didn't notice the beard. I didn't notice any of that. I just assumed that you were no, doing the, not me. <laughs> the video. And I never really watched that closely until tonight. And I'm like, oh, wait, man, that's not Roger. Nope. And I'm like, dude, this dude, like, <laughs> it's like he demonstrated sleeves. it by design. Like, yeah. No, yeah, tatted up. No, it's okay. It's so great- you can sell the bonker with the net attached mm. but then you also have just the bonker that people can s- that you can buy to to um if you already have an existing net and you don't want to really buy yeah. another net so right now i have eight products so i've got six different net bonker combo variations in our lineup that you can buy or what's great what's unique about handy bonk is that if you you know a lot of people own their own net and it's compatible with so many nets out there and it's as simple as drilling a single hole so um, we got two different size bonkers. Um, the one with the orange lanyard is a is a little bit bigger than the one with the green. Different diameters, mm. and so can um, we demonstrate that maybe. Yeah, we can do that. So right, we'll do it after the break. We'll demonstrate. Yeah, for sure. Um, I did an instructional video that's um, on YouTube on my website. But yeah, we can do one here in the studio. So show you how simple it really is. Um, the website's handybonk.com for those listening. And what's the Instagram? Um, at Handy Bonk at and Handy Facebook Bonk? at Handy Bonk. Um, TikTok? <laughs> no TikTok. <laughs> you can get your TikTok game going. Snapchat. But uh, what's crazy <laughs> is uh, I've learned more about my product as well. Like I had a lot of people ask me at the first show um, if it would fit like a dip net handle or a T handle. And I, and I honestly didn't know because I didn't think about that, you know. Yeah. And so I did the research. I went and, you know, figured it out, picked one up, tried it out, drilled a hole. And comes to find out it's compatible with the dip net sector, you know, oh, that's rad. so I brought that, you know, display for my second show and it really bumped up the sales on, on the bonkers alone. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a dramatic increase in sales just selling the bonker alone, um, at the second show because of, um, doing a better job explaining it to customers, getting yeah. past that barrier yep, and, uh, showing the, the T handle that was real popular. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, um, yeah. For, and for our listeners, like when he explains the T handle, if you're watching the podcast tonight, um, he identified and displayed the the net and the bonker. The T handle, if you can imagine, is uh, and we can go maybe. Does it look a like a T? Deep. Yeah, it's just well. A- well, what I what I want to explain is that if you can imagine, you've got a net handle and you're holding the net and the net is about what 10 to 12 feet long for dip netter outward from your body sticking out in the current 
You've got a giant net vertical to you, so it's basically vertical standing straight up and down like you are, sitting on the bottom of the river, spinning on the bottom of the water, on the river bottom, and now the the shaft comes toward you, and now you're holding a handle that is now a T. The shaft? The shaft is now, what do you call that? Uh, that be horizontal? Yeah. Yep. So we're talking like horizontal, not vertical T. Yep. We're talking horizontal T. Yep. So now the, the net is vertical, the T is horizontal, yep. like handlebars on a bike. Yeah, exactly. Right? So mm, when it says T go. handle... The other way you can hold the the net while it's sitting flat on the river bottom. Got Boom, it. you got the T-handle holding it. Just to give the listeners perspective, some folks have never dip netted. Some folks may not even know what the fuck dip netting even means. Well, here's the thing, and I actually got this from, because I never actually dip netted at the Kenai and Kasilov on the beach. Um, I've done it from a boat at the mouths. Oh, so you're not a beacher? Um, not a beacher, but, I mean, I would try it. I just never have done it. Yes, I got but, to say it first. <laughs> but got the him. thing is, a lot of these customers, uh, you know, were asking me about that, and what they were telling and me most is. Most dip netters are beachers. <laughs> Yeah, it is true. Those beaches get full. Mm -hmm. And to my understanding, what they do, and it just seeing like, you know, the pictures out there of people doing it is when they're dipping on the beach, you know, the tide's in and out. So what they do is they put their coolers and bonkers and like, you know, their beers or whatever, they're up 20, 30 yards behind them. And so, and then they have their, their long dip nets with their T handles and they're out there with their hip waders or their chest waders, and they go out, you know, all the way chest deep into water, and they're just, you know, looking for fish. And then when they fill that basket, they drag them onto the bank. And then, uh, you know, when they drag them onto the bank, and then they got to go 20, 30 yards behind them to retrieve yep. their bonker and then bring it back. So it kind of saves them a trip. You just have that T, or that bonker in your T handle. So yep. now you can just drag your fish on the bank, push the button, withdraw your bonker, bonk your fish, then take them back to the cooler. Boom. Yep. So, versus convenient. the run down, bonk them, grab them, bring them back. Exactly. Up. Yeah. Um, and another cool thing um, I just kind of displayed on our Instagram, if you want to pull that up, is uh, yeah. um, we're compatible with you know not just round tubing, octagonal fits oh, yeah. perfect. So, um, so yeah, there's a. Uh, so you have like uh, what do we have? Five so different variations. So it fits variations. almost any 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 bonk. Oh, that I right, see the T there. The, oh, that right there is actually a Beckman net. It's a smooth aluminum handle. Um, and then that first one is a Beckman net, and then these are octagonal Cummings, and then those are uh, diamond embossed Ranger, and then you got the T handle. So I mean, we're compatible with. I mean, literally, if I had to guess, ninety percent of the big game nets out there on the market. So that's awesome. Do you mean run the sound on this on this video? I I think you kind of explained yeah, it already. Okay, okay. Uh, I um, like the so, T handle though. So people can buy these at handybonk.com and then are there any stores anywhere in, in around Alaska yet? Well, I just got into my first store um, on May first. Um, B and J Sporting Goods. So yeah, you can oh, go yeah. in there and buy some of our products Perfect, right now. Man. So um, working on a few other stores right now. Um, that's kind of my goal this next week or two because fishing season's right around the corner. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm in talks with some reps and some owners. Uh, but but we are also selling direct online to consumer on handybonk.com and you know anything over fifty dollars we're shipping for free so um we're also nice. trying to get you know alleviate that shipping hassle because we know yeah. majority of our customers are locals and so what we're what we've been doing lately is just uh doing pickup points with them so mm -hmm. 
you know, we're just literally going to parking lots, meeting up with them yep. when I get these emails or orders, and then we just uh, do it right there, you know, so it's convenient. Yeah. So. Yeah, you, you got the stuff. I got yeah, the stuff. It's awesome. You got the, the, <laughs> you got the cash. It's yeah, awesome. I mean, I, you know, just trying to, you know, trying to take care of them and, and, yeah. and you know, get rid of that shipping hassle, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, we don't have a brick-and-mortar store, so it's kind of like our alternative yeah. right yeah. now, so. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. great that you can j- yeah. just modify your regular net if you already have a net or yeah. you can get the full package. It's sweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's take a quick break and then come back and have um, Jack's trivia. And then while you maybe you can demonstrate, because I did bring my net um, at home just so that maybe people can see if you're watching on the YouTube um, how easy it is if you already have a net in order to just buy the bonker. So you don't have to buy a whole new net yeah, exactly. and put it in there. Um, so we'll come right back with that and Jack's trivia too. And we'll debut that good music. All right, that sounds good. <laughs> Tailored restoration, twenty-four hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since nineteen seventy-two. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products. Providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, Eye Camper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bed Liners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers, custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. Yeah, like, is it, I mean, I, I think we get the we get the pleasure of trying stuff when it's, like, fresh off the press. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and there are differences, but I per- personally really like that, that one. I mean. What are we talking about? The talking toasted about coconut oh. and the pineapple. You love it. I thought we were talking about six by sixes. We were. Well, okay. we were a second. Oh, ago. okay. I lost track there. No, we, he transitioned. Yeah. He's like, "You ever try this?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Um. No, so no, we're gonna test your game, bro. All right, bro. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you ready? Like Jeopardy, Alaska Wild Project Jeopardy, <laughs> like X Files style. Jack's trivia. Here we go. Listen. Doesn't have the extra. Oh. Okay. There it is. What was the first net? <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, Roger. Motherfucker. <laughs> Don't worry, dude. I was stoked when you brought. I was like, oh, I thought that was cool too. <laughs> no, All right, man. I, okay. It was it was a genuine idea that derived from the thought process and preparation for the show. I'm like, oh man, it got me thinking. <laughs> well, maybe you guys okay. communicate before next show. Okay, so. <laughs> So I was pe- doing my thing. People dog. make nets. They make all kinds of fishing nets and uh, nets that catch uh, critters. Uh, animals make nets too. What animal makes the biggest net? 
What's the world record net made by an animal other than humans? It's a fucking awesome. You're asking what is the animal? Yeah, what's the animal? What's the animal and what's the net? I'm going to say spider. That's what I was going to say. No, but is that that an animal? I said it first. It's a bug. It's an an insect. They're all animals. We're all animals. What spider would you think that would be? Um... The brown recluse. I would have guessed the Goliath spider, but that's not it. So it's not a spider. Black widow. I, I'm not, it's, not it's not a, a spider. spider. It's not no, a spider. It's not a spider. No, it is a. Um, it's a lizard. Mm, a lizard. It's pretty okay, broad. And how does it do the does net? Does it have four legs? <laughs> how does it weave the net? Damn it. I am uh, curious. I'm. I'm Thinking of like a critter making a net out of like roots and like or branches or something of that. Oh, wait a minute. Nah, it wouldn't be like a beaver. Like That's a like possum damn. or something. Or damn, I'm all over the place. Now. Some sort of rodent. <laughs> okay, time's up. Uh, I'm gonna leave it at lizard, man. It's something lizard. Lizard, lizard Roger. What you got? Possum. A possum. Ooh, Come on, yeah, guy. How's it do that? What? Sneakily. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, it just weaves. It has a needle. Yeah. Yeah. Still so uh, there were some cool ones. So there, there, was, uh, there was some like flies that made some cool nets too. Um, there was like a snail that did mucus, but this one's huge. So this net is 300 feet in diameter. It Holy can be God. up to 300 feet in diameter and it's done by humpback whales. No way. And it's oh, a bubble what? net. Oh, wow. Yeah. The bubble net. You know, oh. the part they bubble. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So they, oh, they go shit. around and and what's what I learned about this that was really cool is like I just figured like oh all humpback whales in the world know how to make the bubble net you know, but they don't. So only select ones in the world, not even mature. It's ones that taught the other ones. It's all learned. Mm, it's really? not like oh. you evolution. I like the orca deal and where they're at. Okay. Yeah. yeah so and we have them here. You know, like Jake's gotten some really good bubble nets on the um, videos from our boat but uh yeah so one whale will start blowing the bubbles and start making the circle and then all of the other ones do and then they drive you know all the fish into the middle and then so the net will be all the bubbles on the outside and then one whale will make a call and that means that they all dive down and then they all come up together so, interesting yeah so wow. that, i thought it was really cool mm, and they is. do that here wonder what they patented that one <laughs> yeah that's the next one yeah, well, yeah. I actually thought that we should do the moose noose next. So it's like moose. a noose that the moose walks through, you know, like Ooh. the noose, and it walks through it, and then you have a bunker that <laughs> comes down automatically, <laughs> knocks the moose out. So then you're just at camp, and, and then it raises them up on the tree, and you come and it. skin them. Yeah. Just maybe a bell on that noose <laughs> when the bunker comes, and it's just yeah, it's already hung up. You just skin it. Hey, it's I a like new it. way. So, the moose noose. So the sounds, moose noose sounds very ethical. Yeah. It you is. might need a sledgehammer for a moose head, though. That's yeah. a pretty thick skull right there. I, t- I tell you what, if they ever get away with taking away our firearms, you might have to figure yeah. that out. Well, if anyone could do it, it's Roger. So. <laughs> My dead body. News news. Yeah. <laughs> I'll help you sell it. It sounds great. All right, Jackie. All right, all right, all right. So what is the largest fishing net in the world? How? What, is, what type of net is it? And like, What's it used for, and how big is it? It's got to be commercial fishing, right? Yeah, definitely commercial. I'm going to say it is for oil cleanup. The Gulf Damn. of Spills. Damn. Thinking mm. outside the box there, huh? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like it too. Largest net. 
You didn't answer the other part though. Yeah, let's let's say that's oh, I a said fishing. For oil. Let's say it's a fishing net. So, oh, but what okay. type of fishing? What type of set fishing? net? Maybe. I mean, oh, so I get to go big. again. Yeah, you get to go. In. Okay, so I'm gonna say it's like a um, herring type of net, mm, like what a saner. A saner. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'd say it's a. Uh, and how big is it? Oh, you want all the details? Yeah, and length. Oh, need music um, I'm going to say in length, I'm going to say quarter mile. Quarter mile? God damn it's it. It's a long net. Yeah, I'm going to go with it's a uh, herring, or excuse me, a sardine mm. net. Uh-huh. And it is. Uh, like what style is that, a net? Is that like a saner net, like a gill net, a troll, a trawler, trawler net? net. <sighs> what is? I think herring is actually kind of caught with a uh, with long lines and hooks, right? Oh, really? Yeah. We're not. Herring. You're answering a question, not asking. Oh shit! Now we're rabbit <laughs> on. Uh, I'm gonna say it's uh, what did I say? Sardines. Yep. And it's uh, three thousand seven hundred and fifty feet long. Mm, good. It good. is. I like that. Four hundred feet deep what's the oh, fabric yeah. of the net though nylon it's not wool <laughs> marina <laughs> got some marina wool I'm right, Roger. Roger, what do you right. got? good luck bud. i don't know much about the commercial oh, you don't industry. know much about nets now hey i'm targeting the the recreational anglers not the commercial market i don't know maybe a three thousand yard Set net trawler. I don't know. <laughs> Three thousand yards. All right. So that would be nine thousand feet. All right. So <laughs> almost two miles. In yeah. Length. So it is seven miles in length, and it Ooh. is a trawler net. I said yeah. trawler. I yeah. said yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. And he so wins. that's the largest legal seven one. But miles? they found one that the Chinese were using near Antarctica, and they they confiscated it. That was fifty miles. Long. Oh my god. 50 miles that's so and there's like a whole Holy like shit. legitimate article on it that's yeah crazy. that was two years ago yeah but Just legally seven through. miles that's pretty fucked up that's yeah. a long net seven miles so oh. what about when you're like you the one boat has the one end and the other boat has the the other end and then you go out of visible distance yeah as the net's still stretching out that's crazy. That's man. Think of that. 50 miles of how long do you think it takes to set that net? I mean, it could take hours. With the tide and everything? Well, yeah. a trawler, you're you're tr you're trolling, you know, you're moving. So you mm. throw in the yeah. water and yeah. it's like so actually that net is probably 14 miles long. Right? So g explain to me how a trawler works. I actually do not quite understand I know it goes to the bottom and scrapes. It doesn't have to go to the bottom, I don't think. Okay. They weight it, and there's other things. Like, um, there's pole points. I'm not an expert. Is it like so a big first scoop? Of all. So, yeah, it's like thing? a scoop. It's like pulling the fish. Pull up an like image. Like, yeah. 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 And, and, and so you can adjust. No, it has different pole points where, like, you can pull the bottom a different tension, so then it would be at a different depth, I believe, and stuff like that. Like different le length of line out, and it's all like auto. Like talking to the guys that fish that oh, use okay, these trawlers it. down in Kodiak, okay, they can like watch the bottom and keep the net like ten feet off the bottom, kind of thing. Okay. So, um, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right on the right there. Yep. Okay. It just it just drags and scoops. Yeah. So okay. there's their otter. So it's almost like a cone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Hmm. All right. That's yeah. good. Good one. So then I think you use the tension. Miles. Use like the that's tension huge. and oh, on those other on those two warp wires to like raise it off the bottom and stuff. Yeah, and it's like depth. it's like programmed with your GPS. So then, and they know the net knows where the it's at. I'm here, sure it has a sensor it, there. Raise it. Yeah, and not like tear up the <clears throat> bottom. You know, mm-hmm. wow. grab an algae and and things. Fifty miles. I mean, are we really just trying to wipe everything off the planet? Well, I think some cultures don't care, and others do. So that that article I was reading was talking a lot about that. It was the Australians that jumped in and that were like, "Nope, this is not okay like for any enough. marine life." And yeah, so that's um, insane. Uh, another question? Crazy. Is, yeah. there, is there one more? Yeah, we have okay. one more. Okay, all right, all right. so this one's kind of fun because I didn't really know all the the different names of different types of nets. <laughs> I need to extend that song. So let's uh, let's uh, so end with roger we'll start with brandon and so we need to name six (laughs) different types of nets i think six is a good number i have a lot more six different types so you try to name six if you can't you can then daniel will build on them and then roger can build on those okay so it's like working as a team to try to figure out if we can get six okay uh gill net yeah sky net what's a well fishing (laughs) net stop Setnet. Setnet, yep. Skynet. Yeah. Oh, he's got You don't remember Skynet? Bro, come on, dude. The Terminator. Killnet. Oh, there it is. Setnet. We're doing six together, right? Yeah. Together. Sane net. Oh, yeah. Why don't you guys just all work together? Okay. Okay, I got three. How about a hooligan net? I got four. Okay, four. And then there's a landing net. Yeah. Dip net. Oh, yeah. Six. Six. All right. There you go. See Let's keep going. More. What else we got? Butterfly net. <laughs> that is actually a net, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> a fish net? <laughs> yeah, like the little ones. That you uh, scoop out the stuff in there. I was thinking the... that the ladies wear on the Oh, streets. the fish net? <laughs> <laughs> Minnow net. <laughs> Stockings? Uh, I think I hit my capacity, boys. Man, that was a lot of nets. Um, I don't think I said one, but Skynet, but that was the best. <laughs> <laughs> Talking um, about the Terminator takeover type uh, shit? Trawler. Did we say that, right? Yeah, there is a troll net. Troll net. Troll net. A purse net. Yeah. Purse net. Purse net? I don't know that one. Purse. Not that it doesn't exist. What are the dudes that catch those birds with the net? Oh yeah, the bird it, net. You know, in um, Iceland, they hunt ptarmigan with, with or those no, nets, right? Um, not ptarmigan, um, like grouse. Some of those, uh, no, the ocean bird yeah, with the beak that's, that's colored in Alaska. With the the puffin? puffin, puffin. Thank you. Yeah, they yeah, puffin yeah. hunt. Net. Yeah, they puffin hunt Jeez. with those nets. They those, like scale cliffs. Is rad. Those things good eaters. There's the dot net. If you can't afford the dot com, <laughs> yeah, you got a dot net. <laughs> <laughs> there's bo- boba net. Uh, there's a handy bonk. Yeah, handy bonk net. <laughs> you guys did good. That's okay, a that's lot. Yeah, all we right. need more so, than six. So let's see we here. Did, good. did we? Did you guys say the drift net? Oh, we oh, didn't say the drift net. Yeah. There's also a net called the lift net, and I believe you just like let fish come over it and lift it straight up. Mm. There's a something called a surrounding net, 
there's that's a, a person that oh is it no i don't know that makes sense though <laughs> that would make sense that that's the person that what about the goal net a, a cast net like oh, okay so cast net hockey goal net and then there's a, a net called the slider get net never heard and of then that. a fike net mm. and this one is set up like on the like ocean beach sands um and then there's a push net that you like push on the bottom a tangle net and a lave net those are some nuts. of the ones we didn't get. We didn't name any of those. Well, those are ones I don't All think compatible here. with the handy bomb. Yeah. Okay. All <laughs> of them. All <laughs> of them. I can retrofit <laughs> yeah. any one of those nets with my yep. bunker. Yeah. Um, let's, let's get the smashed. quick demo going real quick. On So I yeah. brought in um, my, my net from home that I've had for a long time. The old shallow um, basket? Roger, why don't you bring that bad boy over here and get that thing right. twisted up real quick, and we'll see how quick it is to install the handy bonk. Um, and as you get that, I, I do have a quick I don't know, question. Right here on yeah, right, right on the table, table, man. We'll just do it right there, just like yep. you're in your garage on your yep. bench. Yep, bring it over. Um, what kind of is this? Answer that. I think he already did. Oh, he did. This is a rubber scoop net. Would you say there's a ranger? Oh, that's the brand Ranger. Yeah, the Ranger. Ranger net. Net. Oh, yeah. he knows all those. Um, for really people just watching, it's just my normal collapsible. What size is that? Four foot. Telescopic. Telescopic net with the rubber for the um, for the trout. I don't think this one's telescopic. No. Telescopic's when you have another one in it, so the handle comes oh, out. Oh, I guess well, we're about to this, make it telescopic. Would this not be telescopic? Once being he sticks that this in there, where it's where it <laughs> slides no, that's from playing the just the tip with the net. Oh, okay, <laughs> just the tip. Okay, so as he's What's getting ready, Brandon? I um, thought this made it telescopic where you could collapse this portion. It that would like make sense, but I think like a true telescopic net actually the handle comes yeah. out and makes it yeah. twice as. Okay, long. so the tools that you see, you have your drill. You have your drill pretty much with the drill belt to drill the hole. What size is that? Um, it's a three-eighths. Three-eighths? Three Bring that mic up there. Um, there's nothing wrong with starting out with the smaller bit and work your way up, too. So, like um, a pilot? But, you know, I mean, I got one of those fancy bits that I like to use. It's got, like, the little tooth right there. Yeah, yeah. So now I need to use the one. It's like the starter hole. Mm. Yeah, you don't have to give it the little ping. I brought these safety glasses for Daniel or Brandon, whichever one you guys I'll put them on. There you, you know, go. Recommend the safety glasses. I live on the edge. So, yeah, you just need a, a drill with a 3 8 bit, a file, really, really something nice to mark with. Glasses, actually. Are these prescription? And a uh, measuring tape. Now, are you going to be strong enough to pull off the old rubber handle? <laughs> Do you need a knife? A razor knife that you didn't bring? Well, I bet I bet Roger's strong enough. Okay, so this is the steps. Okay, so the first thing you're going to do is remove that existing grip. You can move that mic a little this way if you want to. Yep. Yep. Boom. You can move this this way too. That's what he called an articulating arm. There you go. Okay, so the first thing you want to do is uh, remove that existing grip. So this one's actually not too hard to get off. And then just take a measuring tape. Take your something to mark with. Sharpie. And then at the base of the net handle, just going to take your measuring tape, right? And make a mark at one and a half inches. Okay. okay. And then take your drill and just uh, take your time. Um, 
take your time drilling a hole so you can drill a nice clean hole and that way you don't go all the way through or hurt yourself. It's usually a good start. Waller it out, waller it out. Alright, let's take your file. Nice and clean. Just like that. That simple. There it Two is. Two minutes, maybe. So. Yeah. 149. Should have definitely Boom. timed that. I did on the, on this. There you go. And we stayed safe with the glasses, bro. They look it's good critical. on you. Yeah. Do I? Should I get a curve bill going? <laughs> Just call me Dan. <laughs> Old Danny. <laughs> that was actually really easy. Yeah. yeah. Super Just easy. like that. And that's, you know, what I want to emphasize to people is, uh, you know, you can save money. You have, A lot of people have their own favorite net. Just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, follow the tag. I've got a QR code video on here as well. You know, if you need the instructions on text, literally everybody's got to drill at home. Drill yeah. a simple hole and uh, install your own bonker. Yeah. You know, it got me thinking just while watching you do that. And here we've taken like an old... Maybe underrated piece of equipment. When you when you when you go to get ready for a fishing trip or something, right? You're gonna get your waders and your shoes, your your wader shoes. You, you're gonna get your rods and reels and tackle and bait. The boat oil change, the the trailer bearings. You know, there's just all this stuff that goes into a fishing trip. I don't know how many times you guys have ever like done the first trip of the year and you forgot your net. Oh, yeah. It's Forget like a lot of things that first trip. Yeah. And that's you know. the, the net's the worst one, especially if you're salmon fishing, because you kind of need it to get a salmon in the water or, else, or in the boat, you're going to lose it, right? Um, Like, the net is just a net. Like, it doesn't... When you're thinking about your Sims waders and your... Oh, 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 what's, a, what's, a, what's a Gucci fucking fly reel? Um, Ovis? Orvis. Orvis. Right, mm-hmm. your Gene Loomis rod. Yeah, you know all this time and investment and research and all this shit you do geeking out for a piece of equipment, and your net's just the net. But you, but you really, really changed its game when you throw that thing on there. Now it's like the net with the bonker. Yeah, I mean, I mean it becomes more of just like the net. Does that make sense? Like I'm trying to say, like it, the net is like the last thing you think about with all the shit. Yeah, and now. Like, you'll never forget about your net because you, know, you got to make sure it's got the bonker you just modified. Yeah. Well, I think it, about that normally, like, right after, like, the moon cycles. I mean, here's oh, my thing. Is. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, nylon net, uh, rubber net. Oh, this uh, is a rubber net kind of trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yep, keeping yep, anything. Yep. Well, I mean, here's now. the thing. It, I mean, it kind of changes the industry a little bit. You know, it's like a new standard. You got, why would you want to buy a net if you don't have that bonker in it now? I mean, you don't always have to use it, but it's there True. if you need it, you know? Yeah. Wow. yeah. Like one of our top sellers is the the rubber mesh net. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of people that you know 
eat like you guys, you know, you'll target trout for half day, then you'll go around the bend and you'll target salmon, mm-hmm. you know, on your float, yeah. right? So that that rubber net or rubber mesh netting is like perfect all in one diverse, you know, unit that um those type of anglers can use. You know, so you know, we're I mean, any any uh good fisherman out there or angler is going to practice that fishing release too i do i mean my favorite fishing is you know after the salmon season i enjoy that fall trout fishing and dollies you know because oh, yeah. you get away from that crowd you know yeah. you know you're using ultralight tackle yeah you know and i'm releasing all those fish yeah. you know we don't, you don't, we don't gotta clean up those, yeah. and you get away from the crowd i mean it's just nothing more pleasurable when you're out fishing than that you know so but you know but when we're harvesting you know, you got the, you know, you, 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 you know, you have that bonker if you need it. So, yeah. Yeah. So well, it's really, really awesome. And, and you mentioned earlier, you talked to Brian McKinnon and we had Brian on the show, um, a couple of shows back and he's the inventor of pack back and he won the ICAST, yeah. um, best in show, I want to say. Um, and you know, I wanted to connect him with you cause mm-hmm. I knew you had your idea going and it sounds like it's working out and you can, you have plans to go down there. Yeah, he uh, really he connected it to meat party, right? Yeah, we we're at the yeah. the game meet, the game meat party, and yeah. uh, um, Kyle introduced me to Brian. So real nice guy. Um, I've talked to him a few times. Um, I met his um, partner Jack, the CEO of Packback, through a mm-hmm. Zoom meeting. So Brian's super busy right now. I know that because he's uh you know they're planning their marketing road trip to go to yeah. ICAST with that new vehicle he was talking about. So yeah. that truck, yeah, the build. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And I think they're it's a Toyota, cooler. Right? I don't know what it is, but it's a half ton Tundra. No, he was gonna do it with his truck. Fuck, what is it? I say it's a Chevy. Is it? it? A I Chevy. thought he texted me that it was. Yeah, a I'm not sure. Definitely not a Toyota. But <laughs> yeah, I think he's on that road trip right now. So you know, um, really don't want to bother him too much. I know he's busy, but yeah. I will. I will see him in ICAST. Um, you know, we'll keep in touch every now and then. Um, he supports so, you big time. Yeah, he's been, you yeah. know, he's taken the time out. I mean, we've had, you know, a two-hour conversation on the phone. So for him to just take that kind of time out to talk to me, you know, on his busy schedule, mm-hmm. you know, very thankful for that. And uh, definitely, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, picking his brain is just going to help me and, uh, you know, gets me more motivated. So um, I'm looking forward to that ICAST. So I'm definitely going to. When's um, it? Who's that? When is it? Uh, July 11th to the 14th. So Nashville? No, it's in Orlando, Florida. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah we already right. got our booth. Um, I just got a 10 by 10, and then uh, kind of like where they started last year. But they got a huge booth this year. But yeah, I got me a 10 by 10. I'm actually real close to where they're at. It was just what happened with like what was left. There wasn't many booths left, and I just happened to get one that's pretty close to Packback's booth. So so All hopefully right we on. can hopefully we can hang out when we're down there. Um, hopefully they can, uh, introduce me to some people. So right on. That's exciting. But yeah, we already got hotel tickets, so we're ready to go. So sweet. All right. So you, are you taking the team with you? Unfortunately, my brother can't make it. Okay. Um, you know, he's pretty busy. So, yeah. um, my Pat wife goes down there, doesn't he? Patton, he does, but he works too, you know, during the week. Yeah. So I'm actually going to go early cause I'm going to kind of make it a vacation too. I haven't seen my brother, you know, except for when he came up here with the passing and all that. I haven't seen him like on like happy terms. So yeah. it'll be nice cause we can go, we're going to head there and get there like, um, early that weekend on Saturday morning. So we're going to spend all day with Pat and Nikki on Saturday and Sunday. 
and then probably do some shopping for the booth Monday and then set up on uh, Tuesday and then the show's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we leave early Saturday. And so oh, wow. Nonstop. Yeah, so it's my wife and I are gonna we're gonna it's gonna be the crew and then a, my older sister and her daughter, my niece, are actually gonna be there. So I'm gonna actually sign them in as part of my staff to kinda help me man the booth and uh yeah. Wear some wear some t shirts and hats and Yeah, I'm gonna promote. yeah, I'll get all the gear for them too. So that'll you need be a safety guy. <laughs> <laughs> You want to come along <laughs> with the Rio? Check my so. check my calendar. <laughs> it's pretty full, I'm sure. <laughs> How many other vendors are going to be there? Uh I if I want to say it was like 900 or something oh, wow. crazy. Jeez. So yeah. like That's you know here it's event, like man. oh well, that convention massive. center is that the convention center there? Um yeah yeah I think so, it's huge. I mean I don't I I've only gotten like you know I've I've read about the iCast for the last few years it's kind of been something on my bucket list you know I definitely it's like a dream come true to go I'm definitely looking yeah. forward to it um but I really don't know what to expect as far as like just what Brian's told me and what I've like read about and seen about about the iCast but it's definitely going to be like way more massive than anything here and it's it's a different kind of show too you're not selling your products there you're Showing them off. You're of. showing them off, and there's like you know, you know, tons of retailers and um, dealers and um, investors and just uh, big names in the industry, and um, you know, so it's big social wholesalers, affair, right? Yeah, so people exactly, right. yeah. Um, There'll be like a bunch of parties at night that you want to try to get into, and all yeah, that I mean, definitely just want to, you know, I want to have fun, and uh, you know, not having to do the sales is going to be like the stress-free part, but you know, I want to get out, meet a lot of people, I want to see, I want to show my product off, and see, you know, there's a lot of, you know, it's the national market there, yeah. you know, so I want to see how people respond. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. You yeah, know? give us a little sneak peek into your booth. Like, what's it going to look like? You got a big banner made. You're going to have some, like, club music going. You got a big fish tank. You're going to throw the damn bonker in there, show everybody it floats, or... Well, I was telling you that we actually wanted to do the fish tank at these yeah. two smaller shows here in Anchorage, or the one in Anchorage and one in Matsu, but we just didn't have a, a good enough tank for it. Um, so we just decided to squash that idea and just do, like, a... We had, like, a photo um, in one of those stand-up um, sign holders, um that showed like built to float and it showed a picture of them yeah which looked good it looked good but i think we really need to step our game up in uh i cash you know it's like yeah you got to have the thing where people can throw it and they they get dunked. oh yeah <laughs> well they, they get uh, dunked for a chance and then you have the thing in there <laughs> or they can throw it and if it lands in it and then they get a beer definitely thinking about um Coming back tank? with the fish tank idea, though, so I think we okay. will get the get a fish tank and we'll put some bonkers so they can float in there and just you know something to grab people's attention. So and kind of just step our game up, you know. Really going to have to amp it up. Probably going to have to like you know amp up the banners too, you know. So yeah, you know, it's a little sneak peek idea. Maybe you should logo the bottom of that fish tank. Mm, so it yeah. looks there up you go. The water. That'd be uh, sick. Might have to hit Jamon up for that. That way, you got a <laughs> camera on top looking down on the tank. Yeah. Well, shout out to Jamon, huh? Mm. I was just about to say that, um, you know, the is behind he? the scenes guy that no one sees is Jamon. And Jamon is like, a, you know, a childhood friend of ours, you know, especially like me and Daniel growing up. Um, you know, all went to school together, all used to like skateboard together, you know, just hang out, go to parties together. But Jamon is the. The behind the scenes guy that you know 
that designed stuff like the Wild Project logo, the Handy Bonk logo. I mean, websites. we give him his idea. He builds the websites. We give him ideas, but this guy is the one that actually has the skill and creates yeah. it, you know. So no one sees him, but the dude's a genius, and he's got mad skills. And uh, if he wasn't our friend, I don't think we could afford him, though, for real. No. You know? <laughs> for real. I know. We throw everything we can I mean, at him, man. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you know, it's just. Come on. But you gotta, you know, he works hard, you know. So you know, you want you, you want to pay him for what he's for what he's doing. But he's just such, you know, a nice guy, and it's like, like you say, he doesn't keep track of hours or anything like that. But he does put in a lot of time. And, yeah, uh, you know, definitely giving a shout out to Jamon. If it wasn't for Jamon, you know, I created a good product, had a good idea. You know, I do all the the manufacturing and leg work and all this stuff. But like when it comes to like bringing it to life, like he, you know, with the logos and all the artwork. That's Jamon. Like he definitely made this product like something. Out of, he made it a. He pretty much stepped it up at a whole new level. So yeah. he made it come to life. So yeah. nice yeah. shout out, man, because he does everything for us too. Dude, as far as the website, yeah. yep, uh, images. Yeah, we talk about it. You know, we kind of compare yeah. like what do you, you know like you know what platform should we use? We did this with Wild Project. You know, we just go back and forth, and you know how he is. He's a yeah, he's the really guy, dude. He's the coolest dude on earth. Yeah, really. Uh, really organized um really ocd about things and that's good because i'm kind of like that too want things to be perfect you know you think you know a draft you go through like five drafts and you find like okay i'm done with drafts let's go with this one and it's like then he'll send you like five more and you're like damn man i gotta like all right i'll call Turn you back up. tomorrow and let me let me dissect this stuff real quick and then uh you know but once you get the final product out there it's like always you know totally up to par you know you never yeah. mm -hmm. He don't settle for less. Yeah, he's very professional. Yeah, I, I got a question on the on the label. It says um, for fishing only. Yeah, that's so you don't like beat your wife with that thing, or, you know, <laughs> or beat your kids, or you know, you know. What's the funniest thing is literally at both shows that we've had so far. I don't know how many couples come up and always be like, you know, this would be good to use on my wife or my my husband. <laughs> And it, it's always a joke because they see that fit for fishing use only. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a it's just put a, like a feather on that. It's one. an insurance thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> a little disclaimer. A little yeah. teaser. This yeah, is not disclaimer. for this bonking. Yeah, your only for fishing. Half. It's actually recommended for your liability insurance for your product. Oh really? So, yeah. To put uh, those warnings out there, it really is. Like yeah. uh, even like videos, you know, like you know, wear safety glasses, you know, those yeah, type yeah. of things. So it's recommended. So, got it. Got okay. it. Okay. Are you going to have time to go hunting this year? What's that? Are you going to have time to go hunting this year with all this product launch? I'm going to try, of course. You know, I mean, see what happens. You know, this is the priority. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I'm, I definitely want to go out and have some fun this summer. But, you know, right now it's just uh, got a lot on my plate. You know, we got a lot of, um, de you know, deadlines to meet. and uh, But yeah, I'm definitely going to go out and have some fun too. You know, we got to. Yeah. Our summers are so short, you know. So that's right. Yeah. We've got that. Uh, we've got that three sixty ride on the slate in July. Oh yeah, yeah. You said you should come join us. I'm gonna yeah. have to bring my comfortable uh, heated ride yeah. with the good backrest because power uh, windows and shit. I'm old and got back problems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other shout outs for people on the team or people that have been instrumental in all this? Um, well, yeah, shout out to my family, man. My whole family, that's my world. My mom, especially my mom, she's like, you know, she's the backbone of our family, you know, just to see her like, you know, 
um, up and moving again, happy, you know. I mean, I know she was real excited coming to the shows, just these little things, you know. I know she's proud. Mm. Um, so, you know, she's oh, definitely gotcha. been there. She's definitely been there for me every step of the way. Um, you know, all my siblings, my wife, my kids, um, you know, and my friends, you know, you guys, all you guys, you know, shout out to all you guys too. So Thanks, Roger. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Well, we wish you the best with the, um, with the idea. It's obviously something that's it's taken, a, off. A, taken off, a great idea, something that people in Alaska could definitely use. It's one of those things that's like made in Alaska, built for Alaska, and, you know, obviously it can go everywhere else, but, like, just for it to originate here and you knowing you since we were little kids, it's so cool, man. I'm so proud of you. Thank and, you. And happy that it's – that the ball is rolling. I appreciate it. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah it's – oh, go ahead, Jack. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say it's funny. It was a couple of years ago. He's like, oh, I got this stuff under my sleeve. I got this idea. And I'm just like, <laughs> man, what is it? I can't say it yet, man. I can't say it yet. But I guess that's the whole patent thing. Like you can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess like I tried to get you drunk and you still wouldn't say anything. Uh, oh, I, I like, know. Damn. It's like, I was real quiet about it though. I didn't even tell no, my you kids. You did really good. I, my kids I, would sit there and especially Jaden, you know, prodding and you were like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not saying nothing. I mean, you know, Jaden, you know, he might like spit something out to one of his fishing buddies and I'm like, you know, yeah. so mm-hmm. it's just, uh, you know, I, I kept it kind of on the DL until I actually got the patent, you know, I know you're patent pending, but a lot of things can happen. Yeah. Um, can get kicked kicked back. You know, we actually, my patent did get kicked back um, at the very end for one minor modification. So, you know, it's the first to file, and you know, and all that. So that's kind of like the law of it. So oh, okay. So yeah, um, my last question: any any um, advice um, for anyone that maybe has an idea in their head um, to create something and to launch a new product? You know, I mean, just, you know, like if you have a good idea, f- first thing you want to do is, you know, do a search, you know, do a certified search, make sure it's not out there. And if it's something that, and do your market research and do your prototyping. Um, once you get all those like things squared away and then, you know, if it's something you're really passionate about and you think there's a market for it, well then go out and get your patent for it, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the American way, you know, we're, you know, we need more people like that in That's this right. country. You know, 100%. go out and make things in America and uh, promote it. You know, and yep. you know, get in, in, in if, you're, if it's something that you're think that you, know, you thought of, you're gonna be passionate about it. Yep, yep. And so, it's not always about the money. I mean, money, of course, you know, is part of business, but you know, I mean, it's all about being passionate about it. Like the like this whole thing for me is just gonna be the the highest part of this is gonna be going fishing. And seeing people using it and being useful. And, you know, that's like, you know, that's like me being high on life right there, you know. Like, that's more important than money. And what's the worst thing that happens? You're proud of something, and the worst thing that can happen is you fail. Like, what? The best thing is, you know, you're at fucking every place in the United States, you know. I mean, you don't know if you don't try. And that's that's kind of what I thought in my head. Like, you know, I'm going to regret it if I didn't try. And, uh, you know, build this out, build this brand and build this company and get it out there so oh, yeah hard yeah. things are worth doing man yeah well so the, it's a uh, lot of hard work though the the thing about the bonk is that it's like 
every one of these nets that we've used growing up needs one of these. Oh, yeah. Not only yeah. does it have the utility, but it has that fucking handle that feels like a hockey stick, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's well, fucking game on. I think all Alaska that. should be bonkers for the fucking handy bonker. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Write that yeah. one up. That's my favorite part of yeah. it. Yeah. We need the handy bonk hockey team. Yeah, there we go. I'll sponsor Those would it. Make some, <laughs> you get those it together and I'll some, sponsor it. Get some new jerseys made up. That would be a dope jersey, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just bright orange with some just black goons. and white. Throwing them all good. Revamped flyers. <laughs> yeah, it's just all Eagles just River Just pulling boys. bonkers off the top of their hockey stick. Hell <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. You don't throw the hammer down, you throw the bonker down. <laughs> Tommy T times two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, we'll, we'll go there. Well, Roger, I... You know, we were talking a little bit earlier between breaks there, and um, I really appreciate you bringing such a genuine and real, like, emotional angle to, you know, some of the motivation behind the passion of your project. You know, the passing of your father. Like, thank you so much for sharing that. That's very personal. Appreciate that. Um, But it hits close to home, you know, touched all of our hearts. And sometimes people see other people's success, and they don't really know the true background and story behind behind the scenes. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, there's the invention mm-hmm. and the patent and the agent and the the manufacturing and the the, the engineering and of uh, you know the technical side of it. Yeah. But then the the human element of mm-hmm. of what motivates a person, um, what a driver, you know, and people go through ups and downs and ebbs and flows of life and it comes at different times you can never ever know yeah and here we have this like crazy collision of timing of things where you have this such a such a low and such a high yeah. and um i would just say you know number one thank you for sharing that but you're on a high and it's getting higher and continue to ride it for what it's worth bro thank you That's you right. deserve it you earned it you worked hard for it you're you're just at the tip of the iceberg now and um you know enjoy it thank you man. enjoy every minute of, <clears throat> minute of it man hey i love you guys man i really you really too, appreciate Roger. that man it means a lot oh yeah a lot yep thank you alaska thank you for listening yeah. check out handybonk.com at uh, handybonk on instagram and facebook um stop by uh B&J's to check it out for now and I'm sure it'll be in other stores here soon Um, thanks for coming in Roger thanks Jack thanks Brandon for coming in again Um, appreciate everyone listening and as always stay wild stay wild (laughs) you are what I call your over cautiousness are you not over cautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing the Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors Barney's Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers, custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. 
thetreehouseak.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Snow Pro AK, your snow and ice management company specializing in business and residential properties. They know what it takes to keep your property presentable and safe. Give them a call for a free estimate at 280-7098 or visit lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. The Alaska Chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Unmanly to say they cannot do it.